Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ginger Talks podcast. My name is Ginger Snaps, and joining me, uh, it's he's like a a bug you can't shake, Druid, my buddy. How yeah. are you, man? <laughs> yeah, buzz, buzz off, buddy. <laughs> I don't know why uh, those words just came out of my mouth before I could fucking think, you know, and it just you know, happened. I, I'm going to do my best not to take it personally and this please time. Don't. Oh, please don't. Because, you know, I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, <laughs> you know, you take from that what you will, listener at home. You know, I'm either like some kind of scum sucking mosquito or the aphid eating your grandmother's watercress on the windowsill. <laughs> I'm going to go for the latter because what, you know, as a vegetarian, watercress makes up about seventy five percent of my diet. Mm. It's yeah, it's the, the the clover of the esophagus. Huh. I I'm it actually really. I'm trying to actually think about eating watercress, and I don't know if I've knowingly ate watercress in my life. <laughs> I mean, it's um, you know, it's fairly pointless. Yeah. I, if you if someone if someone says that they like watercress, you know you've got to ask yourself, uh, what what culinary fucking excitement went to lead to that palate? We, like, were you sitting eating cardboard? Right. Uh, it's it's like it's like eating grass, my friends. I mean, keep off the grass. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's funny because I recently have eaten more food uh, that I don't typically eat. I went out to a seafood restaurant. Um, a friend of my family's was in town and he had his girlfriend and, and her parents and with him and they were like yeah we want yeah, seafood i was like, I was like uh, were, were they on the menu so. <laughs> no 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 uh but they they were like we want seafood and i'm like i live in a landlocked state like mm. you can get some fish from the river but they're not going to be great <laughs> like you want seafood really yeah. yeah and you know that shit coming in to the to Iowa is not going to be like the the fucking freshness, right? Right. You know that when they their their eyes look like uh, fucking like novelty fucking like plushy doll eyes. Right. Fucking. Do you know seafood's an awkward one for me because it was a seafood dish that made me decide, hey, I don't think I want to eat living things anymore because you know they do the. I guess you call them shrimp, but we would say like king prawns mm-hmm. and and mussels, and you had to like rip the head off the shrimp, yeah, and like and and take the living organism from the mussel shell. And I was like, this is too, this is too visceral, man. This is like Sam Raimi in the eighties, as I like behead my dinner, like I'm some kind of fucking culinary Henry the Eighth. Yeah, I don't, you know, seafood is not something that I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, I want this all the fucking time. Like, 
I have had fresh cut fish off of like Lake Erie and, you know, like an actual fucking lake. Um, and I've had fresh, you know, fresh seafood, fresh fish. I remember catching catfish as a kid and eating catfish like, oh, you know, fine, whatever. But I live in a landlocked state that they're like, ah, oh, yes, we've been, this is Canadian cod. And I'm like, what, what, what? Uh, what what? Uh, okay and like these people were were you know oh this was a great suggestion because i gave them three i gave them technically four options i said if you want sushi there's these two restaurants uh that are in in my city Uh you've got to drive to me if you want traditional non-chain seafood restaurant we can go to this restaurant which is the one we ended up going to. But then I said it, but if you want chain, there's a red lobster and I'll drive 45 minutes to you. <laughs> and yeah. They were like, Oh yeah, no, we'll go to the middle one. And I said, okay, which location? And they went, there's more than one location. <laughs> like, yes. And oh like, I was like, yeah, there, there, there is. So, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like we can, you know, whichever one is fine. I'll drive. And so we we go, we meet up, and we're talking. And these people treated Iowa like the entire state is all redneck hillbillies. There's no cities. There's no big stores. There's no big nothing. They're like, we were surprised <laughs> that this that this college town had two WalMarts. And I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. As like, yeah, wow. Who, who thought that people in the, people in the Midwest need to like eat? <laughs> right, right. It's just like, yeah, yeah. We have targets. Like we we yeah. have these stores. It, if you're not from the states, like we have a lot of big name national, you know, retailers and stuff. Which I know you guys do too. But like, they're like, we were surprised that there was a Best Buy, and I'm like, it's a fucking college town. Yeah, yeah, like you. Don't you telling me they don't need like custom built PCs that you can put bath water into? Like, I mean, surely it's like Iowa does not have a huge population, but it still has a big population. In fact, population of Iowa: three point one five million people. We have one and a half times the number of people that live in Nebraska. Right, right. <clears throat> like, you know, that's, you know, I'm surprised it's that, that you know, that's a lot, you know, mm-hmm. duh, it's a lot of people. I can't even imagine that many people in one place. Yeah. But, like, I was expecting more, to be honest, because it's a, it's a big, it, you know, it takes up a lot of real estate. Right. But, obviously, this is why people think that, you know... They come down from those big cities and they're like, uh, how many varmints you got today? All right. So we're at Birmingham, UK. Never looked up the population. Uh, 1.149. Really? Million. Yeah. It's the second biggest city in the UK. Oh, wow. Um, You know, pales in comparison to London, obviously, for population. But London's just like, you know, greedy bitch. Yeah. 
but yeah, because like if you think about the density of that, because if you look at Birmingham, UK on a map in comparison to like the the landmass you're talking about, that right. density is insane. Well, and it because uh, I'm actually I found a list of like Iowa cities sorted by population. And yeah. there's 760 cities in Iowa. That's insane. Most populous is our capital, Des Moines, which is 215,000. But then I go down to number seven, and you have West Des Moines, which is a suburb that has 66,724 people. Okay. So when you look at the suburb, uh, the suburbs of like Des Moines, like we're getting closer to 350,000, 400,000 people. And there are people in Iowa that think Des Moines is a large city. Right. But our smallest city, uh, oh my God, our smallest city technically has one resident in it. Um, I mean, you know, Fucking calling that a city is a bit rich. Right. Well, so smallest, uh, something that is considered a city that I consider a city has 12 people, but it's because they are so spread out because it is farmland. But like, oh, so many of our cities, 50 of our cities sit below 100 people population. And you know what? If If you live there, guys power to you because that must uh come with its own unique set of challenges well it's it's so funny because iowa our population is a lot of rural folks and then you've got a few larger cities quote-unquote larger cities but nobody wants to drive 20 minutes to the city to go like get a mcdonald's or go to the gas station to pick up like you know our like our local Casey's pizza they don't want to drive the the 20 minutes you know maybe 5 minutes out of their way on the way home from work they don't want to drive 20 minutes to go pick up a pizza and <laughs> <laughs> where this i world, this is the world we live in by the way <laughs> but where i grew up you had to drive 20 minutes to meet the pizza delivery driver who drove 20 minutes. You know, Mrs. <laughs> knowledge, Mrs. Knowledge's place is a bit like that. Really? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, they're just starting to get places delivering there now. Oh, wow. But I remember driving like 15, 20 minutes to pick up a Domino's pizza from like a location in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fuck, don't knock the door. Don't knock the door. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm committing like some kind of fraud. Maybe that's illegal. Right? If I was a politician, I would. It would be a scandal. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, yeah, um, you know, uh, anyone sitting their geography uh, finals is whooping with joy right now. <laughs> the population density corner. You're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless you, unless you're that guy that lives in the city of one. Dude, okay, so top 100 most populous cities in Iowa. Number 100 out of 760 
has 3,912 people. You know, and power to you guys. I mean, seriously. Um, like, you know, that's not a lot, man. Like no. my, you know, my high school was like half that. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild. Like to sit and think about that. And these are people who are from Ohio and Pittsburgh. And so like they just kind of assume and think that because of where I'm at, I have just nothing that there's nothing. It's like, yeah, there's not a ton to do, but there's something to fucking do. Like, yeah, right. I mean, like literally guys, I mean, Slipknot are from Iowa. I mean, facts, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Slipknot aren't coming out of the fucking bayou. I mean, yeah. Oh, well maybe they are. (laughs) I was about to say it's not bayou music, but Uh, definitely bayou people love that shit. Absolutely. I, you know, it's funny. Um, in case it's not apparent, uh, listeners, we don't have uh, a guest this week. Our guest had to uh, reschedule, which is 100% fine. So it's just another Gingy and Druid uh, conversation. Um, yeah, yeah. This is like the information we forgot to share at the beginning of yes. the episode. We just kind of and, rolled into it, and so I apologize, but um, <laughs> I think they're used to I, it by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what this is like, what episode? I want to say like 20 fucking... Or like uh, 23 or 24 at this point. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you've... <laughs> we, we, you've been listening to us for like weeks of your fucking life in full duration. If you've made it to this far then fucking power to you. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to say as well, um, people uh, that are listening that don't know how to get in touch with us because they're not on the Discord, uh, I want to direct you to linktr.ee forward slash ginger talks. Not dinder talks. linktr.ee forward slash ginger talks. The hub. For all things the Ginger Talks podcast. And you can find there links to our official web zone. Also, too, links to the merch. Bye now. (laughs) Um, You know, that was so terrible. I had like a thousand cleverer things than what I actually (laughs) said in my head. And then the the (laughs) fucking... I just didn't comply. And I I can't even fall onto the sort of the Benadryl excuse because like as you might hear I'm I'm all cleared up from the last episode but I want to thank our new sponsors Benadryl um, <laughs> Benadryl Benadryl getting high on your own supplies since 1950 why <laughs> but no uh, for real uh, if you want to get in touch with us our link tree has everything it's got our Patreon it's got our website it's got our merch store it's got other avenues to listen to us on and uh you know we appreciate it if you also would leave us a review because guess yeah. what you can now re- like i think we're able to be reviewed on spotify we also are able to take you, reviews on apple podcast um yeah, you, so that is correct you can now you can now write the podcast on spotify which, which is, come on that's ugh. the big Oh, can you imagine that? Imagine that Spotify page with just like a little, 
a little star with a five uh, next to it. Oh, I yeah. Well, and oh. you know the the website also has a place for multiple places where you can send us an email or a message and it comes directly to me, which I share with Druid. Like we, we want to hear from you guys and it's, I've been, I wanted to find a way to bring this up because I have to make a joke about it. So <laughs> I think time, I want it. yeah, at time of recording, um, my brother will have found out about the podcast about a week prior and nobody in my family knew that I did a podcast. I kept this kind of away from them kind of secret. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. And I said something to my brother just off the cuff. And he goes, podcast? And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Cat's out of the bag. So my brother has been listening to the podcast. And he... uh Yesterday, started giving me his his feedback. He's had access to the podcast for about a week, and he uh, he started giving me actually detailed feedback, like right. notes and critiques. And Which, that, by the way, I can't I can't wait to get him on to just put him in that hot seat oh, and and be like, "Hey, buddy, you think you know what you're talking about? You do it." <laughs> I, I hear you out there. I've seen the I've seen the remarks. Um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a quick fire round to uh, test his test his podcast reflexes when he's on the show because he's once you give notes, guys, and and this is serious. If you give detailed uh, notes and critiques, like I expect you to come on the show and <laughs> and really and fucking blow us out of the water. Well, and the thing is, is my, so my brother has been listening to podcasts for as long as I can remember, but my brother has been a musician for even longer. Mm. And so I've seen him just quick wit fucking just lay a bitch out. And I know that the moment we have him on the pod, I'm going to be like, oh, Oh fuck, here come the embarrassing stories. But also you two are just gonna connect so much. <laughs> and I'm gonna be sitting here just <laughs> hand yeah, on my forehead, I... just kind of rubbing and going, oh no. <laughs> well, you know, you know, all jokes aside, I mean like, you know, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um and obviously we know you're listening. Uh so I wasn't being that serious, but I will <laughs> <laughs> carry on the joke when you're on the show just don't take it personally it's okay uh i can't wait to hear his uh notes for this episode when he gets here uh when he gets to this point uh so <laughs> yeah which by the way if you've made it here buddy i mean like fair, uh, yeah i say it to everyone if you've made it here um whoa if, yeah absolutely like, fucking I, fair play to you yeah i've barely made it here <laughs> <laughs> so if you've made it here and you don't have to like sit and do the thing, then f fuck. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like my big brother, he knows this, um, but my big brother was my hero growing up and I didn't give a fuck 
about anybody else's opinions as much except uh. for his. And so that little bit of me that's just like, my big brother likes what I'm doing. <laughs> like, oh, it's so no. fucking goofy. It's so fucking no. dumb. But it's like, it's the fucking truth. So this entire weekend, I've been all like, my brother knows about the podcast. Console me, chat. I don't know if this is going to go over well or not. <laughs> or if he's going to, you know, tell my family to disown me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's the real word. You know, I really, as someone with no siblings, uh, I'm glad that, you know, which probably says a lot to a lot of people right now. Um, But, but, you know, um, as someone with no siblings, I'm quite glad to know that there's no one that will out me to my computer illiterate parents. Because the last thing they need to hear is that uh, I've been doing all this on a work night and they'll be so disappointed in me. You know, yeah. and I'd love to re- like read the letter of like you've got your brother's notes, uh-huh. and then we could also we could read the letter of complaint from Mama Druid, just saying like, can we not just go back to before the podcast? <laughs> Dude, I honestly don't know what that would be like. Like, I don't know if I could do it. Right. I freaking yeah. love this. Like, yeah, time like. Five hours of additional free time would be great. <laughs> plus, Ooh. plus website maintenance and editing the YouTube version of the show, and so like getting all that stuff together. Yeah, that's all time outside of recording and initially processing stuff. Like, would those hours be great? Sure. Would I fill them with other work? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Well, I would I fill it. Would I fill it with other work? Absolutely not. So I mean, sometimes I worry that this thing is like bad for my health, right? Because right. I stay up, I stay up a bit late. Uh, might indulge myself a little bit uh, if if the going's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's no secret. Should probably dial back on that before people start writing in, going, "Are you okay, bro?" There's <laughs> some kind of e intervention that happens on Twitch. Oh, God. We've got to come and talk to you, Druid. You need to stop drinking that wine. Well, it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> no, um, but, no, I forget the point I was making. What was I saying? Disappointing our families. <laughs> oh, oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> that, that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh. Just well, like thinking, imagine, imagine if they heard all that. I think they heard everything that I've said. Well, remember, my brother has gotten to he's he has surpassed the moments of Golden Ten. Yeah, and I mean, if you can, if you get past Golden Ten, I mean, it's it's easy riding. Yeah, I mean, I because he told me that he was through the first five or so episodes, and so I knew he was getting very close to Golden Ten. And I was like, oh, so you're getting into the real degenerate stuff. And then he sent me the notes for that episode. And I was like, oh, my God, he didn't even fucking blink an eye. (laughs) I mean, you know, he found it a week ago. He's been going through those things at some rate. Yeah, I think. So, you know, do you think there's like a thing on Spotify where it's like Netflix? It's like, are you sure you want to listen to another one? This is killing your brain cells. (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) Like I, I'm, 
I, I think I've been really proud this season of the fact that we've managed to transition into more intellectual conversation. Right. I mean, for better or worse. Uh, we have moments where we talk philosophy, we talk sociology and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but, whoa, you know, those first 10 episodes were a real, you know, we're, we're in like the, the dark night, you know, the dark sequel. Yeah. You know, we're in the Empire Strikes fucking back of the podcast right now. <laughs> and yeah. I just can't wait till it gets to this point. I can't wait to see the notes on him talking like his notes on us talking about his notes right well and it's so funny because i know he's listening to this while he's working right and so he's sitting at his desk at home uh and just listening and i know his girlfriend has her desk set up on the kitchen table Oh, so it's so you're you're saying that like they might be doing this this as a family. Uh, yeah, and if so, uh, Colleen, hi, I love you. You are wonderful, and you are a treasure, and I'm so happy you're part of the family, and you put up with all of us lunatics. But yeah, <laughs> like, can't wait to see his, no- wait to see his notes on that. Don't change <laughs> their part. <laughs> but I mean. It's it's just one of those things where it's like I wonder how much my brother is going to share this to people that that I that I know loosely that are like friends of his or like we like people we know mutually and I just wonder how much the cat's going to get out of the bag on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it it's you know, my parents know about the podcast. Mm-hmm. But they they have no idea how to find it. In yeah. fact, I don't think I think I withheld the name. I I told them it's called Druid Talks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No. No. I'm not. Um. I've been very I've been very complimentary. I've said like, oh, my co-host is uh, is driving this ship into uh, long form chat success. Mm. And uh, my father looks at me dead in the eye and says, "See no more, son." He's asked me where he can find it. He wants to listen to it. Oh, and no. There's just, a, you know, there's no chance. Yeah. There's absolutely no chance. Well, and, like, I know my mom has Spotify and uses Spotify. And she has heard my screen name a few times. But he, like, my brother has heard it in full meaning he can find my YouTube channel, my Twitch, my Twitter, like, and I don't say things that I know will go into a public forum that I won't stand behind. Uh, so like, I mean, I know once it's on the internet, it's there for fucking ever. So (laughs) like, Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to go and re-edit the episodes now and say disclaimer. Like (laughs) I, I don't think I actually think half of the things I say. On the podcast, well, it's all a lie. It's a char- Drew, Drew knowledge is a character. That's what I tell them. <laughs> well, and it's it's funny because like when I was talking to my brother about the podcast and kind of like explaining it to him and kind of easing him into it, I kept calling you by 
your real, you know, your real first name because oh, it's oh, like, don't worry. I heard, the, I heard the hesitation, by the way, it's out. I, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I kept calling you Mike because it's just easier for me to tell people, you know, Mike or Michael instead of like, yes. And we go by not our government names. We go by our screen names on the internet Yeah, because it makes it sound like it's half a step removed from like porn names. But <laughs> Yeah, which, by the way, if the the porn star named Druid Knowledge, I want to meet you, right? Because, like, what what do, do you like? Ejaculate pot smoke. <laughs> like, it's just like it's the money shot. It's just like, come on, baby. Oh yeah. And then it's like you just hear like a like a fucking, and that's oh. it. It's just like a. And then the green smoke like goes all over my face, and it's like, oh no! Now my face is changing. It was a it was a transfiguration spell, and I'm like, ha 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 ha, and it just turns into ADD toaster. I love everything that just happened. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, Drew, porn star Druid knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! It was a spell all along! <laughs> I've got you right where I want you, Gandalf! Well, and I know we've we've talked about it before, but I was super intelligent in a way when I picked my screen name. Because, yeah, because you know, Ginger is a woman's name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds a little like a stripper, not gonna lie. Well, I trust and believe you won't find me doing that. Uh, but, but it's, yeah, yeah, just doing a remake of that scene from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> the snake. Oh yes, me oh. with a giant snake. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's the dick gun that does it for me, though. <laughs> oh yeah, hey Tom Savini. What you know? <laughs> Special effects supervisor Tom Savini uh, in starring on camera and delivering just um, a Kodak moment. That's 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 what I'll say. Oh. When when the fucking reveals a dick gun, and Dude. and the uh, and the fucking oh, I don't know shit about guns. What's it called? The bit the bullets go in, man. The so on that gun, it uh... is they're the balls where the bullets yeah. go. That's great. Yeah, it's so good. Well, and, you know, I was talking about that movie and watching that in the Discord. Like, I talked yeah. about that literally in the last week and a half. And uh, it was just you, me, you, and Mouse. And I knew what was coming. Had you seen it before? I can't remember. Yeah, I'd seen it a couple of times. But dude, Mouse, when it when that movie makes its hard left turn, it turns hard, and it's fucking gold. <laughs> well, I, I do you know what I? The weirdest thing was when we watched that. What that I didn't notice for some reason. Any other time that I watched that movie was uh, Cheech is oh, plays like four different he's roles got and three they, roles. They're all fucking hilarious, but the best one is definitely the pussy guy. Yes. <laughs> See, we got we got all different kinds of pussy. Yes. Yeah, oh, we got uh, we got redhead pussy, blonde pussy, we got 
alien pussy. <laughs> and, and he's literally credited as pussy guy. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, which is how I want to be credited on my gravestone, by the way. <laughs> and just instead of anything to do with me, it just says uh, Cheech as pussy guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got druid in the grave pussy well like there are people in that movie that you just didn't expect to to do what they did or or be that character because yeah. what it was is we were talking about danny trejo and we were we were talking about that being one of the first movies that he transitioned from just stunt work to actually on camera acting. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, and, we, and he's been playing that character ever since. Yes. And Danny Trejo, like, I love Danny Trejo. I would love to sit down and have a couple beers with Danny Trejo and just talk. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, uh, he's definitely way like nicer than you think he, he would be. When he looks so mean on the camera. Well, but um, you know what? Have you seen his... Because uh, he, he's got a chain of taco restaurants. Yes, and I want to go. And have you seen the the videos of him? No. Where he, he like, he'll, like, make you make a barbacoa taco, and he's, like, talking about how it's his, like, grandma's recipe for barbacoa beef. I do not believe him for one second that that's how his grandma made tacos, by the way. But, um... He's just like he's so friendly and nice. He's like, oh yeah, man, soul food, man. <laughs> All right, yeah, Danny Trejo uh, teaching how to cook on a Facebook reel. Oh my god, That's dude! How- I'm looking at pictures of the food. Like, it looks like actual fucking like real tacos, like the ones that I get from taco trucks and like here yeah, that are yeah, yeah. actual oh my he has a coffee and donuts place are you fucking kidding me oh my god well i mean has danny trejo got any right to do that uh, because surely not fucking delicious food that's what it is man oh my god <laughs> i felt like i was talking to danny directly when you said that by the way what, what happened to your voice i you don't know <laughs> i got the delicious donuts man <laughs> dude i oh dude and he has beer jesus christ and, i mean and he's got um a line of hot sauces that he does for his uh taco place I mean, that he, you know, everyone out there is underestimating that guy if he's doing all this. Dude. Like. I knew about the tacos, but coffee, donuts, hot sauces. Machete. Okay, so Danny Trejo, like, do you know the story of Danny Trejo at all? Uh, I wasn't aware there was a story to know, to be honest with you. So Danny Trejo, he, um, like, if I remember correctly, he, like, he just got in a whole bunch of trouble and went to, went to prison, learned how to fight in prison and came out of prison and ended up on a movie set doing stunts. 
And then right. then it turned into when he did from Dusk Till Dawn, he transitioned from being a stunt guy to being more than that. And now he's in fucking the book of Boba Fett. He's got I mean, his like, own hot you know, sauce. Uh, you know, like, did not did not surprise me where he started because he you can just tell right. that he's a guy that's he's lived a little. He's seen some shit, right? Well, and that's the thing about him is you look at him and he's covered in tattoos and he's got, you know, kind of a weathered look and but it's a very tough and rugged look. You expect mm. him to be some big fucking, you know, scary monster, but he's not. He fucking one he of the nicest, so nice. sweetest dudes. And he his life around, which I love. Yeah. Do you know, not the, um, cause I kind of expected that he'd been, to, you can just tell, you know, that, um, that, cra- that cragginess of him mm-hmm. that only comes from like experience. Right. And, and seeing, seeing how the world really is as opposed to like, you know, us like smooth skin bastards that just sit here and talk about the things that these people have done. Yeah. But, um, do you know which story? Uh, you know, speaking of celebrity, like weird shit that happens to celebrities. The one that always gets me is fucking Tim Allen. Dude, Tim Allen's story. Is that story crazy. is crazy. He was like a mass, a huge coke dealer. Yeah. In the seventies. Which we, I remember, we touched on this at some point. But he's out of Michigan. Michigan. No, he so he was Jeez. born in Colorado, but he had he went to school in Michigan. And that's why he had so much like he was dealing coke when he lived up there. You know, um and then he's to infinity and beyond. And how did he get there? Hey guys. Mm-hmm. Dude, his, uh, his fucking mugshot is crazy. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like a coke dealer in the mugshot. He looks like Adam Driver who just dealt coke. Yeah, yeah, it's he's he. If I remember right, because I'm not looking at the image, uh, he's got like a great coke dealer mustache as well. Yes, for the seventies, you yes. know, you know, you see, you saw like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger knock a few of those fuckers down. Yeah, I mean it's um, yeah, and well, weird like, and then he transitions to like home improvement which is like super family friendly i i once made the comment uh home improvement is seinfeld for virgins oh yeah but you're right though like the age that i was watching home improvement like that was the same time that seinfeld was really big yeah the kind of, I mean, I think Seinfeld predates it because Seinfeld is like maybe 89, 90. Seinfeld started, right? But so, and he home improvement was 91 through 99. And so, Seinfeld, yeah, yeah, Seinfeld finished in 98, I want to say, and Seinfeld ran from 89 to. 98 it looks like oh my god i got it exactly right um i'm a big seinfeld nerd guys um <laughs> but I mean, what is the deal with that um but it's the same it's time fun. frame 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which, by the way, guys, with Seinfeld, um, always been like kind of a fan of Seinfeld, or was always more into Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hundred mm. percent, I fucking love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, but Seinfeld, what I hate is because it's recently gone onto Netflix uh-huh. here. I, I mean, I don't know what the deal is over there with it from Hulu, which I couldn't watch, and. Watching Seinfeld again when you're entering your thirties uh, gives it a whole new poignancy because mm-hmm. it is, you know, they they said like Friends is about a bunch of twenty somethings, right? Well, Seinfeld is about people that are like just hitting their thirties and trying to definitely trying to like they they're still as childish as they ever were, mm-hmm. but they're also trying to uh, navigate being like a real adult for the first time. Yeah. And I absolutely, uh, the crisis that comes with watching Seinfeld is like, all of a sudden, it is relating to me in more of a way than ever before. And then I realize, oh, it's because like, this is the 30 something sitcom. And that's where I'm going. Yep. It's, uh, it, thinking back, because we watched, Oh god, shows like um I'm trying to remember shows well, that were like, out around the same time. Well, so for me, the big one, my favorite sitcom growing up was always Frasier. Yeah. I loved Frasier. Um which, you know, really says a lot to what I've become. The kind of pretentious asshole that I've become at times, you know. I, I, uh, on the on the podcast, and in a lot of situations, I'm very down to earth. But there is a side to me that is horrifically, you know, um, slightly pretentious. So I'm like, well, um, you know, you've heard it on the pod, guys. You know, I've, the the bit you slept through where I was talking about uh, Merlu Ponty's phenomenology of perception. <laughs> um, you know. So I think it makes a ton of sense. But well, yeah, for me, the big one, big one was Frasier. See, I'm looking through a list of, of sitcoms. So I just typed into Google shows like Home Improvement. And I am I was inundated with shows that I watched when I was younger. According to Jim, uh, that 70s show, I remember that. Eight Simple Rules. When the yeah, dad in Eight yeah. Simple Rules died, I remember being a kid and crying because it was so, like, it reminded me so much of my grandfather. Do you know, it's so weird. I've just got, we talked about this exact thing before. Yeah. yeah. Eight Simple Rules. Because um, he died in real life. Yeah. And so they and had so to find a, a way to write him out of the show. But, you know, I remember, I remember thinking, watching it, because he died before I'd ever seen it. Uh, and I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, he is the show, essentially. Yeah. He's laying down those eight simple rules, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the the scene where they find out he's dead, like, there is a genuine, like, real reaction going on in the room there. I remember watching a documentary of some kind about him and his death. Um and how the emotions, like everybody on set knew that he was actually dead. Like they, they knew that and they knew they had to do this. 
And that delivery yeah. and the visceral reactions from everybody were so fucking real. Yeah, they definitely, definitely. Um, it must have really affected them. Oh, yeah. Because it, it sounded like they were a family on that set. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, can I say, can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold claim here. Uh, with his death also went the sitcom. I, 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 when's the last time do you watch sitcoms anymore? I don't get a chance to watch much. Like, I haven't seen most of the newer sitcoms. Like, I watched The Office but yeah, I haven't and, seen and, any Parks and Rec. I haven't. I've seen a few episodes of It's Always Sunny, but I don't watch. I don't get a chance to watch a lot of that stuff anymore. Not yeah. I, well, I fell in love. I fell out of love with the sitcom. Mm. I think like the, it's funny because you get like you know you say The Office. I think The Office was like a real. T- the Office changed how sitcoms work, right? Yeah. You know. Because then you start getting Parks and Rec, very similar um, mm-hmm. premise where it's like the the camera is like supposed to be there within the story. Yeah. Uh, Modern Family, the same thing. And then, but the the ones that kept up the old guard, geez, I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, I don't like, I absolutely hate the Big Bang Theory. And see, I watched uh, The Big yeah. Bang Theory, but I fell out of it. Like, I enjoyed it, but I fell out of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I don't think it, it really came from the right place, but I think it also had a lot to... It has a lot to answer for for nerd culture today. Right. So I think it helped, like... It helped bring that into, like, an acceptable space mm-hmm. perhaps but then at the same time it's trying to have its cake and eat it too because their nerdiness is the butt of the joke rather than serving the joke right. I think sometimes well and sometimes. I when I went back home and visited my dad it was so funny because we watched so like I remember being at my dad's and watching Everybody Loves Raymond and Three is Company and Married with Children but my dad, wow. now that he can, he watches shows that he wants to. And my dad is watching like Barney Miller and Sanford and Son and Family Ties. And he'll still watch Cheers occasionally. But like, that was my dad's sitcoms. Oh. And they weren't even all that, like, they were sitcoms, but they were not sitcoms. Or, yeah. Whereas I my, see what you're saying. My mom is a Big Bang Theory. She's a two and a half men. She's an ugly Betty. Like, right, right, right. That's the the stuff that my mom watches. But like, I'm looking at lists of of sitcoms, and I remember Will and Grace being fucking groundbreaking. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, not one I ever got into myself, but it can, was. Can understand the importance of it. My older sister really liked it. And it definitely makes sense that my older sister liked it or watched it a lot because that was very much my sister's style. Well, I was still like leaning real heavy into like the stuff that my brother liked to, to watch. And like, I was still watching a lot of kids stuff while Will and Grace was really popular. But I remember 
Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, I, I, I almost said it as an honorable mention when you were talking about it. I need to find a way to watch Third Rock from the Sun. Um, I'm going to say now I've got the complete series on VHS. Bitch. Oh, my God. It's on Prime Video here in the U.S. Fucking there you go. A. Fucking yeah, I a. love that show. I, I really liked Third Rock from the Sun when I was, when I was younger. One of my, I reckon it's surely that's standing up today. Oh, it's got to, because my one of my favorite smaller actors, I saw a picture of him from Third Rock, from his episode that he guested on for Third Rock, and I was like, I knew I recognized him, and that's because I saw him as a little kid, and he's in one of my very favorite TV shows. And so it's like I'm like I'm looking through the cast list and I'm reminded of all of these these people and all of these faces. Did you know Mark Hamill and Kathy Bates? No, no. And I George Takai were all in Third Rock from the Sun. Are you I, fucking kidding me? My my recollection of Third Rock from the Sun is not as good. I can't rem- like I can't remember the end of it like individual episodes that well. I don't which either. is a real shame. Yeah. But Brian Cranston, Roseanne Barr, Shatner, like Alan Cumming. I haven't thought about Alan Cumming in forever. Yeah, uh, great. You know what? I know he's great in everything he's in. I'll, I'll say it now. Oh, I forgot he. I haven't seen him in so long that I absolutely forgot he's a Scottish actor. Yeah, well, do you know, it's funny because I saw him, he was on TV here uh, a few weeks ago, and he was like in a Winnebago with British actress Miriam Margoyles, uh, who's like uh, an older an older lady, mm-hmm. and they were just going around like the UK in this Winnebago, just seeing what life's like. So he's he's not acting, he's just Alan Cumming in a Winnebago, checking yeah. out checking out some weird shit. So you don't have to. Hello, I'm Alan Cumming, and I approve this message. <laughs> this is, like, I haven't thought about him in forever. And you know what? Like, I thought he was the coolest when he was Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. That scene where he's, like, fucking... Where Nightcrawler storms the capital, and everyone's just cool with it because it's badass. Right. Oh my god. He's still doing stuff. Yeah, he's just not got that same level of visibility. No. I, I mean, he was really in his prime around that X-Men 2, and he'd been in Spy Kids. and mm-hmm. With Danny Trejo, it all comes full circle. It does. Oh my god. We're right back. That's wild. Like... Oh, his website is laid out uh, very interestingly. I'm, How do you mean? So I found his his website, at who I am, and it's got a short bio, a full bio, an FAQ, and an archive. What's coming? So his socials and things that he's going to do, what he's done, the awards he's won. What I support, look at me, baggage, shop, and search. I haven't gotten to baggage or look at me yet. But what I support is a list 
of charities and fundraising organizations, which is super cool because most public figures are not like so forthright about it. I wonder if we get more, more of that here. We've got a lot of high profile televised charity drives that happen. And so there's something called comic relief, mm-hmm. which happens once every two years. It's, interchangeable so so one year it'd be comic relief which is a comedy based uh, charity drive on tv mm-hmm. and it's a whole big thing and then the next year it'll be sport relief and then it'll go back to comic relief the next year and so you'll see like if there was like a big tv show or something uh that year on the bbc or something then the cast of that show will get together on comic relief and do like a spoof episode oh, okay. so you'll see it's quite common for there to be like a doctor who comic relief where Dave Tennant will come in and there's like a whole joke episode that they'll make just for this charity drive. And yeah. and I can really, I can picture like people like Alan Cumming being on that Well, and, and, I, and doing their part. So it's funny that you say that because I really didn't know much about, um, about what television was like over there because I know it's it's not seasons of shows it's series of shows like i've 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 learned some of that terminology but i didn't realize that there wasn't a whole lot in the way of commercial breaks um yeah so i remember we had we got um an abc channel when i was maybe about 12 years old mm-hmm. on uh on digital services and it blew my mind cuz that's actually where eight simple rules first like aired to my knowledge in yep. this country it was a an show yeah yeah and it was like so we got this abc channel and it had it was basically sitcoms wall to wall yeah constantly and it blew my mind that they would have an ad break after the opening credits yeah. and then like because and then an ad, an ad break in the middle and then an ad break before the end credits because i always thought like why would you even bother sitting through the final ad break just to hear like the characters go, well, that was crazy. Yeah. We won't do that again. And then there's a, a end credits roll. And I'm right. like, Whoa, dude, like calm the fuck down. We get one in the middle on. So we get one ad break in the middle. If it's not the BBC mm-hmm. generally, if it's an hour long show, you might get two. Okay. Um, so for a half hour show, you get in one ad break in the middle. So if we watch The Simpsons, there's one ad break in the middle of The Simpsons. Okay. Um, if it's on the BBC, because we pay what is known as a uh, TV license, so you've got to you pay. It's it's relatively inexpensive. Um, although politically speaking, there are people that think that we need to scrap that, and I believe they are talking about scrapping it. But part oh. of the caveat of paying the license fee is it goes towards funding BBC, which is like obviously state-controlled television. Right. Um, But because of that fact, anything on the BBC is completely ad-free, always. Well, thinking about it, because I watched really my first real introduction to most things that were on British television was Doctor Who and Sherlock. Because I didn't have access to a ton of cable and satellite. So I didn't get a lot of exposure until I was in college. 
And I fell into that time period where, you know, Sherlock was between series two and three. And, you know, I was catching up on Doctor Who was still when Matt Smith was the doctor. Like, I mean, but I didn't, I was watching it all online. So I didn't get the ad breaks. Like, I didn't pay attention to how ad breaks worked. And so now, like, so I, there was a documentary that came out, and we don't have to to talk on this very long, but it taught me a lot about British television, and it was the Jimmy Savile doc that was on Netflix. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had heard of Jimmy Savile, but only in the last couple of years and it talking about the removal of his headstone and, and things like that. I didn't know anything about that at all. And so like I watched all of it and I was like, Holy fuck my guys. Like, but I learned a lot about English television just by uh, absorbing that. You know, the whole case is, he was like, I never, I was never a fan of him uh-huh. as, a, you know, growing up. And that's not me just saying like, oh, I, I knew the whole time because it didn't. He's a, he was considered a national treasure. Mm-hmm. You know, he died with a knighthood. Right. Um, and people really, you know, he, yeah, well, obviously I don't need to go into this, but he hid his activity through a wealth of charitable donations and things like that. And right. But, you know, he was at the heart of basically British TV was, you know, he's not the only one. And we had this big thing called Operation U-Tree, which basically exposed, you know, in the 1970s in the British television world, there were loads of them. Yeah. And that's... And that kind of preceded the Me Too movement. And I always kind of thought that the two things, the way that they spoke about abuse in the Operation U-Tree case was something of a precursor in normalizing talking about abuse in the entertainment industry. Well, and the whole thing about uh, the entertainment industry is I feel like, because in watching the Jimmy Savile doc, they talked about how it was just a couple of, you know, officers, detectives, whatever, who were investigating just uh, sexual offenses against minors, just period. But then after the Jimmy Savile thing, it exploded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and people, you know, m- huge media moguls. Uh, oh, yeah. Name springs to mind, like Max Mosley, who was actually, he was Simon Cowell's PR guy. Really? He got he got found out. Uh, and I mean, he was big in the like the news like with the newspapers and things like that. So Max Mosley was like he knew Rupert Murdoch. God damn. But he was in but he was in control of Simon Cowell's career, which I find absolutely crazy. Yeah. And you you yeah, you wonder how many of these people had an inkling of of goings on and things like that. Well, and here's the thing. Cause I was, um, I was reminded recently of, uh, Dan Schneider, 
who was a producer for uh, Nickelodeon, I think. Uh, right. And there was rumor floating around that Schneider was the father of Jamie Lynn Spears' kid, and that's why Jamie Lynn had to quit Zoe 101. Um, um, you know, never heard of Zoe 101. So um, it's just some, it was on for three years here in. Obviously I've heard of Jamie Lynn Spears. Right. But like uh, all that Keenan and Kel, the Amanda show, Drake and Josh, I Carly. Um, well, you know, it's funny cause like, look at, isn't one of Drake and Josh there? He turned out to yeah. go that way, didn't he? Yeah. Drake Bell. Um, Drake Bell, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to completely embarrass myself no, uh, by because no. I I didn't watch Nickelodeon a whole bunch. Yeah, I watched Keenan and Cal. Um, Drake and Josh. Mm. Well, and uh, you knew that Schneider was a lot like it. Going back and looking at it, it in the back of you know in, in retrospect, he had. Um, like all of his shows had something to do with kids' feet. Like there was a big focus on feet. He was very oh, no. Tarantino in that way. And and yeah. um, uh, by the way, I just want to say, I it wasn't kids' feet. It was Uma Thurman's feet, and they were awesome <laughs> in Kill Bill Volume One. But I mean, it's and these are shows like my little sister absolutely loved a bunch of these shows that he produced. Right. Yeah, of course. And of it, course. And, you know, they were big shows, man. Yeah. He wrote the film. So Schneider wrote the film Good Burger, which starred uh, Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Um, a to say, I used to really like Keenan and Kel. I did too. Could, could I sit through Good Burger even as a child? Absolutely I, not. I don't know Absolutely if I've seen it. Not. I think I made it through like about 10 minutes, even as a kid. I was just like, oh, fuck. Not a good movie. Yeah. Like, but thinking about like how much of that is still permeated. There's a deleted like TikTok or a Vine or something that the Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly, where she called out Schneider. Like, not right. only did she call out her mother for what happened to her, she Jeez. called out Schneider, 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 however the fuck you say his name. But I've been quietly laughing to myself every time I've heard you pronounce it. I don't know Sorry. which I don't know which way, because it, it, it could it's be either Rob, way. Schneider, Rob Schneider. I don't know. Same as Rob Schneider. It's it's a, everyone knows how that's. Surely there's a surely there's only one way to pr- Say Schneider. Uh, it is. It's the same. It's the same Sh- shit. All right. Rob Schneider is the Nickelodeon <laughs> executive. Oh God, I just. But it's it's the shit that fucking permeates, and so somebody I was talking to somebody this weekend, and they were talking about the fact that they were children, like their children's family entertainers. And they got offered to do porn. 
And this is back in like the 90s. Or maybe it's maybe it was closer to the 2000s because he said something about the internet. But like the thing is, is these are children's family entertainers and they're being asked to do porn and they were taken out to dinner and they were wanting like they wanted a casting couch audition from them. And I'm like, this shit still fucking happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's fucking wild. And so the more I'm in, like, the entertainment industry, the more I'm just like, bro, like, some of this shit is fucked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I'll have to edit in a big t- fat TW, I think, with all this. But um, listeners at home, you know, um, you might think this is a little bit beneath me, what I'm about to do here, but trust me, don't worry about it. Go with it. If you go to linktr.ee forward slash ginger talks, then you could go and become a patron, buy merch, give us enough money uh, to allow us to become a media conglomerate. And then we can take the machine (laughs) down from the inside in our ivory towers. Dude, the amount of shit I would do just to fuck with everybody if I could, like... It's because it's so funny. I like I said, I'm not afraid to say, like I will be- stand behind everything I say, and if like right. if I find that I am wrong, I am uneducated about something, then I will fucking address it. So I don't tweet yeah. anything. I don't say anything. Like I, I that's just not that's that's not me. But I. Like, the number of times I've wanted to just, like, open my mouth and basically give a giant middle finger to people, and I haven't. Oh. Mm. A friend of mine said, the most juicy things happen in mod-only chat. You know, all the tea gets spilled and all that stuff, and I'm like, incorrect. It is the private DMs with a group of people who all understand what mod chat is like, but also just that group DM of everybody just fucking just shouting or being upset or being frustrated about something, and Mm. all the tea gets spilled there. And they were just like, oh my god, you're fucking right. I was like, you don't want to get into my DMs. Fuck no. (laughs) We should should start calling people out on the podcast directly. I mean, I'll still fight. Caught some controversy. I'll I'll still fight Joe Rogan. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the the silence is deafening from the Rogan camp on that. I know. Sign the contract, man. We know know he's heard it. He's off. He's, he's off smoking llama balls. Right. Try to try and forget about the threat. Right. Hey, Joe, these llama balls are just awesome, like a Trump government. Uh, sorry, what? Uh, what was? What's oh the first God. thing? You know, it's funny you were saying about technique. What's the first thing? You know, sorry, sorry to go all guest questioning on you, but um, what do you think the first thing you do is if you made the money? You know, the money. What's the first thing you do? Um, I mean... And don't, get, don't give me some, like, you know, we know that you like a charity drive, you give some to charity, but, you know, come on. 
you got power, you got influence. What are you going to do? Well, so, I mean, first thing, like, if you remove the the whole, you know, paying off debts and buying a house and blah, blah, blah. Like, I would probably buy a house larger than I need to, mainly for a garage to house the cars that I truly want. But, like, if I had the power to be able to speak my mind and not give a fuck, like, people are going to hate or they're going to support, and it is what it is, because no matter what I said, you know, people are going to be that way. I would... Uh, I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd real talk the fucking creator space. I mean, we do that week by week. Oh, I'm reserved. I hold a lot of things back. Oh, no. Well, keep it coming. I would fucking real talk the creator space because there's, I'm very careful about what I say about a lot of things. Like there was the Artesian builds incident where I've uh, yeah. talked I, I mad shit, but I also was very transparent and said Artesian did reach out to me and I never accepted their DM. Right. And I finally accepted to tell them they were pieces of shit. <laughs> but you know, uh, I've got I've got something for Artesian builds here <laughs> is that you used to be uh, the number like a fucking like absolute loser would call out of the back of like the penny saver. To see if he could fix oh. his like newfangled computer. Now you've managed to make a a a, a business and stream out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no amount of what you're doing, Artesian builds, is giving you a personality. I've seen what you're doing, and I just don't give a fuck, dude. Losers. Ar- Artesian builds files for bankruptcy with an estimated 1.3 million dollars in unfulfilled orders. Published 20 days ago. Uh, well well now he's not got a smartphone so he can't even hear the podcast so so you like about him suck it budget chris pine yeah yeah it's it's, it's, shame you can't build a new career fuck no you can't but it's you know there are other apps that streamers use and they promote and they talk about and um it's all just a giant fucking scam and a circle jerk. Like, that's all it fucking is. It's just people fucking... Yeah, hello, NFTs. Oh, my God, dude. It's it's one what? of those things where it's, it's a... Most people can guess what it is when I describe it this way, but it's sort of like TikTok exclusively for Twitch streamers. Oh, yeah. And... They are not running above board. They are not running in a way that I think is probably legal. They also just encourage bullying, follow for follow, sub for sub, host for host. And then they host competitions that pits streamers against each other in really really shitty competitions and say oh you can win five thousand dollars if you win bro you ain't winning five thousand dollars you're winning up to or part of 
don't you fucking small print me, bitch. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> it's, almost like, it's almost like pyramid selling. It is. Uh, but fucking, I, I tell you what, I, a controversial take coming your way, hard off the press. Controversial take on Ginger Tarts. The creator space, by and large, is has a an atmosphere and environment that caters to the idea why other generations don't like us. Uh-huh. There's millennials and and Gen Zers. Other yeah. generations don't like us because we it's a it's it's so petulant. Yeah. It's it's like why are we why are we such a big bunch of grown up babies, man? Right. And that yeah, maybe I'm included in that. I don't know, but. I, it's so frustrating. And like, so there was not to get too, too political, but there were three incidents of um, different shootings that were racially motivated here in the States over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And one of them, the first two minutes of the incident were streamed live on Twitch before the platform took it down. Yeah. Which and, I did hear about. Which is is very difficult. But it's so difficult to be uh it's so difficult to be a creator and dealing with your mental health and everything else and just the stress that content creation puts on you if you're not intelligent about it. But then there are content creators calling out white people for not saying something about the racially motivated attack done by a white person on Twitch. They're wanting Twitch to make statements. They're wanting white creators and black creators and calling black creators, not people of color and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, everybody chill the fuck out. Like people are dead. Like get a fucking grip. It's a horrible loss of life. Obviously nobody fucking condones it unless they're giant pieces of shit. Like if you want to know where someone stands, ask them. But if they don't want to fucking say fucking let them have their privacy. Like it's the kind of shit like that, that I wish I could just snap and call it out on like Twitter and then be done with it. Mm -hmm. If I had the money and power to be able to do that, I would fucking do it. (laughs) Okay. I would buy a DeLorean. I see that definitely <laughs> for you. I mean, I would obviously um, drive through central Iowa in my nice, uh, fancy car, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, I call out both creators good and, and bad all the time on the podcast. And you um, do, you know, um, and the, the irony of it is, is that I always have the, had this stance of like, you know, everyone feels that what they've got to say is like super important and that sucks. But then I realized we're now like 24 episodes in to our podcast. Right. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of now distanced from that perspective. Yeah. It... So where I stand now is just try and keep a level head guys. Yeah. Uh, the reason that there is this outcry and this fucking like desolation in the Western world right now is because we're so obsessed with the conversation rather than just taking it out there and making real fucking meaningful change. We're just arguing about how we should talk about things rather than doing anything. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but you know, I'll leave it there because I did say, you know, I don't, 
your opinion is not that important. <laughs> you're not changing. Like, you know, it goes into what I said the last episode. Everyone thinks of the fucking main character. Mm-hmm. You and, and you, the listener, are as much a main character of the story of life as I am just because I am talking on a, you know, you know, we're not, we're not huge. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not big. Uh, but just because I'm, I've got a space where my voice can be heard now, uh, doesn't mean that I'm any more valid or less valid than you. Right. Because the only thing that's valid is making real positive change. And yeah. the only way to do that is through action. And, and not, and, and there has to be debate and conversation. I do understand that. But when debate and conversation takes over real positive change and real positive action, right. then actually what you find is that that conversation is actually starting to hurt the cause a little bit, I think. Well, and I that, don't know. That's why I, like, you You said when you asked me if if I had, you know, basically money and clout, what would I do and don't, uh, um, and, you know, we know charity and, and stuff like that, but, like, that's the fucking way I know how to make a change. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, so I have a friend from the comedy scene who he's in a mixed race relationship and he's one of very few people of color in his city. Um, And his current, uh, uh, like he just released a stand-up comedy album and it's like number one on iTunes or something like that. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing good work. Um, but he, his daughter asked him to go to the women's March in his city, uh, because of everything going on here with abortion and shit like that. And he took his daughter who looks less than seven years old. She wanted to go to the March. So he took her to the March and they they had their little protest signs and um they were only there for a few hours you know making sure it was safe for her and stuff but he said this is what i do as a supportive dad like there mm-hmm. are people who do the marches and then there are people who do what they can to help fund the causes and yeah like well i and but you know it, 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 you kind of feeding into what i'm saying there because the reason I'm saying what I'm saying isn't because I am on some kind of anti-left tirade. I'm I'm super left-wing guy over here. But, you know, we got to let them be their own voices now. Right. That's what that's what the, that's what this whole thing has taught us. It's about representation and and owning your own voice. Yep. Uh, so it's not it's not for me to I can condemn the actions, and I obviously do condemn the actions that happened over the weekend. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously, this. You know, if you've listened this far, you must know where we're sitting on social, certain social issues. But like, I also have this idea where you know, I'm a 29 year old white British guy. <laughs> you've heard the perspective that I'm bringing to the world too many times. Um. Also, thank you for listening. Um, but um, you've heard you've heard my perspective on the world so many times through so many different mouthpieces that it's not for it's not for me to say these things. It's for me to support 
the voices of the people that are affected by these issues and right. allow them a position where they can freely uh, speak out and fight for their right to be the right as an individual, their right as uh, a people. It, mm-hmm. and, and that goes for everyone that you would describe as existing outside of the white heterosexual domain. Um, you know, the people that have been othered in culture for so long, it's now time for people like me to take a little step back Mm. and just let those voices sing out because there's so many good things happening in these communities. There's so many good things happening, uh, you know, in these cultures and we just got to let them, let them come out and sing for themselves and just show support where we can back the right cause, mm-hmm. but don't make yourself be we are not the main character. Right. We're all the main character in a story that will continue long after we're gone and has been going on for countless generations. Just take a sit, take, take get yourself a lemonade, sit mm-hmm. down with the ginger talks podcast. If you have to, if you've got right. it. Um, but, um, you know, don't worry about being the main character. And this, the you know, this is the effect of this interconnectivity and the ease of becoming a notorious figure, and the ease of uh, becoming someone with a voice that, even if you've got nothing good to say, or frankly nothing of worth to say, if you you present your uh, package, what you've got going, your social discourse in the right way, then you've got an automatic audience. Right. And, you know, people are playing up to that. Um, you know, you're, you're right-wing, uh, you're Tucker Carlson's of the world. Right. I don't believe Tucker Carlson believes um, a third of what he says. He says it because he knows that when he says it, he's talking to people that are going to listen to whatever batshit idea he's floating around this time. And it's paying for clicks, man. People yeah. are saying things for clicks. Because they get the money. Yep. You know? It's it's fucking, it's wild. And, like, I mean, people know where I stand. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking open and honest and forthright. Or, you know, I, I, I say what I, I think normally. And that's where, you know, because I was talking to Toaster front of the pod toaster about this whole thing and about you know you know people are i've been asked my thoughts and opinions on what happened and it's like it should be fucking obvious Mm. but obviously you know if someone asks just say that shit's that shit's raw it's wrong right we don't back those people but you know it's not for us you know, we we need systemic change, mm-hmm. and and maybe we're the people that can enact that change because people of color, people of uh, alternative lifestyles, and and different ways of doing things, and you know, people overseas, and and people that aren't in that Western conversation, they can't, you know, they they can't enact that change in the way that maybe people in that privileged position can. And that's the whole idea of privilege, right? Right. So, you know, we have to enact change in that way, but we can't be the poster boy for that. You know, it has, it, it has to, you know, you let people grow and, and it's the only way, you know, the, 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 
the future that I want to see is a global because there's no other way this can work. We're either going to all die because of infighting and conflict, mm-hmm. or we we're going to be able to cobble together some u- utopian ideal of coexistence where um, people are allowed to flourish on their own merit. And then what's going to happen is, I mean, like we're all going to come together. We're going to into, we're going to, you know, these people are be- going to become your family members. Mm-hmm. These people are going to become your neighbours, your friends, and it's all just going to, you know, the ideal is that we all just have a fair shake of the whip, and then none of this matters. But the reality is, we don't exist in that world, right? But just because we don't, you know, just you don't have to be spearheading everything all the time. That's yeah. my point. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm waffling now, and we say we don't want to go too political, and I feel like it's going that way but say la vie i guess but you know let people sing their own songs and let, and let's learn them with them not let's not pretend that they're ours hello blues music but um yeah um but you, you know i don't know i'm losing i'm losing the plot here because you know this this it should go without saying mm-hmm. and it's just sad that it doesn't. And um, if I talk any more on the issue, then I'm kind of belittling my own point. <laughs> yeah, it's just, there's just been a lot of fucking crazy shit. And it was so funny because ev- everything is exploding. And I'm at a theme park uh, <laughs> running tech for a magic show for children. And I'm just like, Whatever, man. I can't yeah. look at this. I can't think about this right now. I just need right. to do. By the way, I would watch that show. Really? I'm at a theme park doing tech for a magician show. It was. Uh, it was definitely. It was definitely kind of kind of crazy. Um, I. It's wild to see. Um. It's wild to see how things have changed in the last two years. Um, okay. Because the first time I worked at this park, it was... Um, so you're not saying in the world of magic? No? Uh, well, the I'll get there because fucking the world of magic is crazy. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, working the theme park in 2020... And then working it now was so different because I'd never worked it before 2020 and I had never right. been to this park before. So I was just like, okay, well, this is fucking weird. Um, but dude, the world of magic and entertainers is fucking weird. Can, can I just say before you carry on with that? Um, greatest trick of all time, 2020, the uh, global pandemic, <laughs> The year that all close-up mag- magicians managed to disappear. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> like, you're not fucking wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, thought that was a great joke. Um, but moving swiftly on, please carry on. <laughs> no, because it's... So, our the amusement park got bought by new management. So, it's no longer a family-owned amusement park. It is now a... Um, 
it is now like a corporate run place. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a Disney Plus office space with like a ping pong table and people wearing gilets. I do no. It's the family side was like very like oh hey you know we're gonna let you get away with this and we're gonna um, yeah yeah I hear you and um that old timey shit uh, like commute like community progress yeah. And it's, it's although just, you know that's a lie, by the way. <laughs> dude, it, but it, it was so crazy because I'm sitting there and I'm watching, uh, and I'm watching like all these families do their thing. And I had some lady, some stranger, complain to me, uh, in <laughs> in front of the child she is talking about. You know, last year he could ride all these rides, but now with the new security and stuff at the park, he can't ride any rides. He's half an inch too short. Oh, no. Okay. And I feel bad for the kid because now there's nothing he can really do. But. <laughs> I'm going to say I don't give a fuck about him. Uh, well, it's it's for Go his safety. Go near a happy meal and shut the fuck up. Well, but. Kid. They have had. People die at this park from oh, accidents right. on rides. Okay. So it's like, mm, yeah. like I was just like, but you've got to understand what the park has been through in the last couple of years. And she goes, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, you're here to fucking watch a magic show. I'm telling you to leave the premises so that we can set up for the next magic show. So fucking leave, please. For 30 minutes, and then you can come back, and <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, it's a shame about the, the theme park changing the height requirement for their rides. No. Because they didn't send out a newsletter in time for her to know that her son wouldn't be tall enough. No. Sounds like that news came on too short notice. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> but they didn't. It's, they it's just started enforcing the rules. Yeah. That's all they did. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's you know. Um, you should let my my son. He's been looking forward to this all year, and it's like, well, you know, you, um, you're not. You know, is he is he half an inch too short to go to war? Right. As well, you're like, I, well, I can't believe you. You won't let my son go to the Helmand province in Afghanistan. Right. For his country. <laughs> you know, because people have died on the roller coaster. Yeah. You can't be mad at that. Right. I can't believe you won't let my son fall out of this roller coaster when he's 20 feet up in the air. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it was. You're, if you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> you're a bad mom. You're I a just. Bad mom. Watching how how some of those things have changed, and also watching like, um, and watching how like the staff at the park has changed and behaved was just interesting to say the least. Because like I walk through the park and I have you know crazy colored hair and um. Like we, you know, I have my, my undercut, I have tattoos on my arms and 
underneath the family, you had to have natural colored hair. You could have zero visible tattoos. You had to take out all piercings, period. Like, if it was an a, a piercing that couldn't be removed, then you know, they were like, okay, fine. Like a, like a dermal or something, but like you just, you couldn't do it. And I was like, so I would walk through the, the staff like commissary and, uh, I would just get the dirtiest fucking looks. And I'm just like, (laughs) suckers. And that whole policy is like, Hey doc, what am I doing? It seems to be 1955. Right. Oh, fucking come on! I mean, like you know, the people we worship on the Instagram influencers we worship have got tattoos and piercings now, right? Well, it you know, school teachers have them. Something was said to me too about the world is not progressive, and just the world has not yet gotten progressive enough that. It doesn't matter what kind of job you have. If you have tattoos or crazy hair, it's fine. And I was like, you fucking right. However, uh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Do you know what? Let's not, let's not pretend though that that's not changed. Like in a huge way, like, uh, you know, uh, pre, not preschool. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Junior high. That right before you get into like the last few years of schooling. Well, so we just call it primary school, which is like you can have a preschool in a primary school, and okay. then it would also be. So we 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 change it from like early years to just primary. Okay, so that would they're, be our... they're, yeah. They quite they're quite often in the same building. So until they're like eleven years old, then they go to high school. So we are elementary up to that point, and then they go to a middle school or a junior high. Right. And then, because we go to school for a year longer than you, I think. Yeah, well, I ain't done learning yet. <laughs> Fuck no, we're <laughs> Americans aren't that smart. It's fine. <laughs> but um, your reputation precedes you. Believe me, on the world stage. Listen. Uh, Americans as a whole are pretty fucking dumb if they've been in the public education system. <laughs> well, no, well, of course they are because there's there's so many of you. Yeah. But statistically, it's so and it's so much easier to be dumb. Oh, it's so nice to just not know what's going on sometimes. <laughs> I wish I was more dumb. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh. I'm not going to say I'm smart. Okay. Because, like, there's nothing worse than someone on a fucking podcast going, like, I'm smart. But um, I wish I was a lot more dumb. Uh, Okay. So I will say this. I feel like I am a very intelligent human being. That I, as as a whole, I feel like I am very intelligent. But the way that I access and utilize that intelligence is in a very dumb way. <laughs> so you're telling me you need like an Uncle Ben? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, I, I feel like I... You, you, because I feel like if I had money, I would be one nuclear accident away from either being a superhero or a supervillain. Like... Right. <laughs> I feel like I have the capacity to do really, really good, intelligent shit. And then the rest of the time, I'm like... Hey, look, what's that over there? 
Yeah, yeah bug. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, is it? Is that a Billy Joe Shaver concert? God damn. Is that Merle Haggard? Now, don't you be b- besmirching Merle now. Oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no not at all. Uh, almost respect for Merle Haggard. <laughs> my brother and my dad will be proud of that. Uh. Yeah. And uh, can I just take a minute? You know, speaking of country music, you know, just completely getting out of what we're talking about here because, like, <laughs> why not? Um, have you ever heard, you know, it's country music, right? Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we had Lil Nas X uh, with Old Town Road. Um, bringing country music into the sphere of people of color and the gay community, which is great. Mm-hmm. But do you know long before, like a few years before that, have you ever heard of a guy called Orville Peck? Oh, yeah. Orville Peck uh, has put out music with Trixie Mattel. Has he really? Yeah, they covered I Jackson. They co- so I'm so surprised. That, uh, I can't believe how big he is. And I was kind of half expecting you to not have... Because when I first heard Orville Peck, it, it was like he was... You know, he was a, he was still like a spark in the eye of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's great to know that you're just like, hell yeah, I'm all will pick. Well, so I grew up with my dad listening to country, listening to, and I'm like old country, not newer stuff. Um, and yeah, yeah, we'll like. I remember sit riding a stool with my dad at a bar that we ended my 21st birthday pub crawl at. Like I've been riding a, a stool at this bar since I was probably four years old. Okay. And I played the same songs on the jukebox constantly. And they were all country songs. Oh my, yeah. Well, great. And so like my dad was, is a Hank Williams, Merle Haggard. Like, I mean, that's what, he listened to, and he still listens to a lot of country. Um, you can so so tell, by the way. I remember the photos from last time. Uh, or, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, because my dad listened to like Skinner and stuff too. But it, my dad, uh, he had one Shania Twain CD, and I wore out that <laughs> CD with three tracks on it. Like, but. You know, my dad will still go, like, listen to my brother's band, or he would, you know, let me play my, you know, NSYNC and Britney Spears every once in a while. But Oh, my God. But the one type of music that I actually feel fairly confident about, like, learning and, and like, you know, picking up and, and plucking around on on a guitar and, like, learning how to play is country music. I want to learn how to play banjo. Like wow. I, I want to learn those things because as much as I love metal and alternative and stuff, I feel more comfortable singing country music. I, I it feels like it suits my voice better. Right. Yeah. So, okay. like the Your true voice that is. Yes. Yes. And so, like, listening to Orville Peck, I love, I absolutely, Orville is so good, and 
Trixie Mattel. If you listen to her first album, Two Birds, and then her second album was, I think, One Stone. Uh, Two Birds, One Stone, huh? She's got a lot of country as well as like poppy pop, you know, like pop country and stuff. And I, Trixie covered, um, fuck, what's it called? Uh, she covered video game. Uh Uh-huh. And (coughs) it's, bless you. It's so good. Um, that's great. I, I'll try and edit the sneeze out, by the way. That's fine. No, no promises. <laughs> but, like, Trixie had... So I've listened to all of Two Birds. I've listened to all of One Stone. I've listened to some of Barbara. Um, and some of her other, like, singles. Um, but Trixie reignited some of my... That, like, love of country that I had when I was a kid. Mm, interesting. So I'll I'll find myself listening to video games just randomly, and it's just like it, it oh, like it's so crazy. It uh, takes, what a genre takes me back, man. I uh, who's I listening to Dougie Paul? Have you ever heard of Dougie Paul? No. So he's he's a bit of an outlier. He's a New York country singer. Uh-huh. And he's fairly new, so he's obviously pretty here, but he's from New York. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I can still do this impression because uh, I've seen the uh, numbers and nobody listens in New York. So uh, <laughs> what's up with that? Hey. <laughs> but anyway, Dougie Paul, yeah, yeah, he's from New York. He's, he's so good at that country drawl. And then his lyrics are just so fucking... You know I like a bit of tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's my whole fucking persona. <laughs> Um, Dougie Paul, he, he has like a song called Vaping on the Job. Oh my god. He's like, whoa, vaping on the job. <laughs> and and then he's got this other, he's got this music video where it's it's like a classic country song and it's him driving on the freeway for the whole video. Uh-huh. And then you find out he's just been driving. Uh, he's been driving for like hours just so he can stop off at his, uh, a nice house in the suburbs oh, and wow. stand outside it. I love it. Huh. Dougie Paul, everybody. I really recommend. Vaping on the job. If okay. that's not speaking to the Gen Zs among us, I don't know what is. Right. I'll, I mean, I'll have to. Because I... My brother, I think... Because we actually talked about it. Uh, my... You watched my brother when his band was on Twitch uh, performing. Yep. Yep. So um, you were surprised at how, like, that the music wasn't heavier. Um, well, I, now, now that I know he listens, I'll just say I'm surprised how good it was. I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to blow my socks off like that. <laughs> uh, and, also, and also, can I just say, he asked for a link to... Uh, some of the music I've done. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping for a step-by-step critique uh, <laughs> on that in the way that he's done that for the show. Absolutely. I ho- My brother will give his honest, his honest feedback 
And that's what I love. But when I graduated high school, my graduation present from my brother was a box of CDs that was probably two foot by two foot. And it was tall enough that the CDs were sitting vertically and it was full of CDs. And they were all CDs from when my brother was coming out of high school and through what would have been his college years. And they were all CDs of music that he listened to. And um, Handlebars by Flowbots had are, had been out for a while. Um, but I remember one of the CDs that came out or the, that came in that box was the fight with tools album that had handlebars and his rule was I could not get rid of any single one of those CDs until I listened to it fully. So I ripped like 150, 200 CDs onto my brand new laptop before going to college isn't this just the the fucking synopsis for the movie almost famous right (laughs) but it was everything from stuff like beethoven to punkorama to like flowbots and there was metal like i still have some of these cds and it's it's been you know (laughs) three years it's it's been a while It'll break his heart to find out those are just the ones you've not listened to yet. <laughs> they're they're my absolute favorites. No, no, of course. I don't mean to be <laughs> such, such a like a fucking grumpy old shit bag, man. <laughs> like, everything's a everything's a punchline, right? You like you're giving me this like wholesome family memory, I'm like, yeah, oh, those are just the ones you didn't throw out. Right. What a shit bag. Like literally the two the two old men from the Muppets just say like, ah, oh, it was terrible. I'm like both of them put into like a, a like a shitty meat sack. So I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to everyone at home. Uh, fucking, you know, this is, this is, I'm going to try and be better, but then it would be a different podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It's like everything. <laughs> But no, they're your favourite city. I like no, I love that story. I like you know, to completely pivot. I do love that story. Well, but it it had some like country. It had some like it, it had genres that I hadn't listened to in forever because I had fallen out of them. I had fallen hard into the Nine Inch Nails, Slipknots, like Disturbed. Yeah. Like I had fallen so far into that that. Being pulled back into, you know, Punkorama and Less Than Jake and and all of these bands that, like, I remember listening to with my brother and listening to them because of my brother. Like, it was it was crazy. And so whenever I would go home and see my dad, my dad would be like, oh, I know this isn't your kind of music. And it's like, no, dad. I remember making you listen to Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks about 12 million times yeah, in the bar. So funny. It's so funny that you do that when you're a kid. Right. You just fucking never get bored of shit. So for me, it was, and I don't know how familiar, it's a pretty big song, 
when I was a kid, like, you know, we're talking like between the ages of like four and four and eight years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the, we, we, um, my mom's car had a, a cassette deck in it. And, um, I wore out the cassette of Ashford and Simpson solid as a rock. Oh, you I, know that song. I know that song. You know, solid as a rock. Uh-huh. Uh, also, very telling now. I think when you hear the intro music that's chosen for the episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, did you have? So you had Adult Swim and 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 access to that. Did you ever watch the show Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Y- yes, I did because we had cable. So, um, we had Cartoon Network, which, you know, was a bit different from Cartoon Network with you guys. Mm-hmm. But I remember it, it and, it, you know, and people below a certain age aren't going to believe this, but Cartoon, Cartoon Network used to, like, shut off at 9pm. Yeah, and do more adult programming. Uh, and well, well, for us, Cartoon Network didn't carry on, and it changed to a network called TNT, so oh. what you'd get at 9 p.m., Cartoon Network would just shut off. And then TNT, it would always be WCW would start at 9 mm-hmm. on TNT. Uh, but I always remember I would, even as a, cause Space Ghost Coast to Coast is old as fuck. It is. Because that's like the first one of those shows. Yeah. Um, And I remember when my bedtime was like nine o'clock that's how young we're talking here mm-hmm. um i would beg even then i was obviously just so into people talking shit on each other that, <laughs> that uh, i would beg my mom to let me stay up because the last show that they would show on cartoon network for the evening mm-hmm. would every once in a while be space goes coast to coast so it wasn't even called Adult Swim. Oh, okay. And then what happened was we had a different channel separate from Cartoon Network called Bravo, Uh which was awesome because at 11 p.m. they would start showing Skinner Max movies. So I discovered my (laughs) penis watching Bravo. Um, But, you know, um, (laughs) I can't believe I just said that. Um, uh, but, But I remember after a certain point, when I got to about the age of 14, when I started smoking pot uh, really fortuitously, Bravo started, like, so Cartoon Network here didn't even show Adult Swim. Adult Swim was a block on this network called Bravo mm-hmm. that we had. And I was, I just discovered smoking pot. And I was watching, like, The Venture Brothers and mm-hmm. fucking The Brack Show and all the, uh, Fucking twelve ounce mouse. That was one I really liked. Twelve yeah. ounce mouse. And you said that's how we discovered Adult Swim over here. It was a separate network. So when it when I found out it was an arm of Cartoon Network, I, it blew my fucking mind. Yeah, because so Bravo, TNT, and Cartoon Network are all individual channels here. They're their own individual yeah. networks. Well, TNT, uh, I mean, now Cartoon Network is a 24-hour channel right? that will show Adult Swim after a certain time. But uh, we even had Toonami was a separate channel. Oh, see, that's not what... Uh, when 
Yeah. So Toonami was its own channel. So Cartoon Network um, was... So they did programming blocks when uh, with with Cartoon Network. And so they did Adult Swim. They had Toonami. They had Cartoonito, it looks like. AMC Night. Cartoonito is a bit lighter, isn't it? It's for younger kids. Uh, so um was a preschool block on Cartoon Network named after the international brand of the same name launched in 2006. The USA version launched September 13th, 2021 at 6 a.m. So that was a programming block that was done internationally. Oh, Um, oh, of course, I was not watching Cartoon Network anymore. Well, yeah. Even in 2006, that was done for me. See, I only watched Cartoon Network for Adult Swim and Toonami because Toonami. Um, I mean, that's where the anime was, right? That's where you got your your more family friendly uh, anime. That's when you were getting um, Dragon Ball Z. Your with, Dragon uh, Ball Zs, your yeah, pieces. Because we had cable and then it switched to satellite TV. Uh-huh. And we didn't make that shift. And I remember I was so heartbroken because Dragon Ball Z used to be on our cartoon network, which was available on cable. Uh-huh. And then I remember at the end of the Cell Saga, that is when Toonami was, became a thing. And that was only available on satellite. And I was no longer able to watch uh, Dragon Ball Z anymore. So as a result of that, and I was so de- you would not believe how devastated I was by that. So it's interesting. I found a list of shows that were on Toonami. Um, you're looking at like Mobile Suit Gundam, The Powerpuff Girls, Ronin Warriors, Sailor Moon, Voltron, Adventures of Johnny Quest. Um, so we yeah so we got all of these on regular Cartoon Network for the like the until that tsunami channel happened yeah and so we had like Tenchi Muyo as well I think yep was and Card Captors Dragon Ball Batman Beyond Samurai Jack Hamtaro so the more family friendly stuff but then the Yu Yu Hakusho's the Raboni Kenshin's those were on in the later time slots within Toonami and Jackie Chan adventures was in the early time. Teen Titans was in that Toonami. So like all of these, that's crazy by the way, because Jackie Chan adventures was owned by a Fox, a Mm -hmm. Fox network here, which is just so weird. And then adult swim has been, like they had your your bleaches, your Full Metal Alchemist, your Cowboy Bebop, your Eureka Sevens, yeah. your Witch Hunter Robins, your uh, Kill a Kill, so Samurai you, Shampoo. You might remember from an earlier pod conversation that we had a few episodes ago, where uh, we didn't get that on Adult Swim on Bravo. Uh-huh. So we, I had to search for that. Yeah. So we didn't get those. They didn't appear on network television here at all. Yeah. And see, these were, um, that was all on adult swim 
yeah I, I was i was familiar with that um as a concept and then because adult swim broadcasted from 9 p.m to 6 a.m and its start time was moved up to 8 p.m in 2014 and it, that bounced back and forth um but that's when the regular show and adventure time and Steven Universe all came out and they filled that time slot. So that was the bridge between the young kids shows that right, right, dipped right. into the more adult stuff. But even... So, yeah, so, so when people are just starting to get stoned, they yeah. might start with a regular show and then move on to some like hardcore anime tentacle fucking later on. Yeah. And so now if you want to watch anything streaming that was Cartoon Network, you have to watch it on HBO Max. Well, okay. William Street. I haven't thought about William, like the name William Street in a hot minute. And Boomerang was one of their their offshoots, and that was for the really that, that the old shit. So we yeah separate channel for that. Boomerang. So we had like Bugs Bunny and Catch the Pigeon and Wacky Races. That's what we had on there. So Boomerang was a weekend programming block on Cartoon Network for twelve years. And they launched, uh, towards the end of that, they launched a special channel, uh, their own, like, cable channel. And that was for children 7 to 13. And um, that had Scooby-Doo, Guess Who, the Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the old stuff. And I've just come to a realization here uh, that has blown my mind. Is it called Boomerang? Because it's about things coming back around. Holy shit! I've just, I've just realised that mm-hmm. it's about stuff that was put out, thrown out there, that's coming back. Yeah. God, I feel super smart now. I'm going to be that guy <laughs> now. I'm really smart. This is why you listen to this show. It's for those fucking insights. Oh my god! Cartoon Network tried to put out a, a Smash Bros. Uh, game title. Oh um, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I. Oh God. Yeah, I heard about that. I remember. Stupid DD. <laughs> the one time I really had reliable internet for a while. When I was growing up, my dad had dial-up. And it was when I was with my first boyfriend in the trailer park. He was uh, the worst. <laughs> he's actually a really good guy. I broke uh, up with yeah. him in a really shitty way, but um No, fuck you, Chad. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, be nice to him. I hope he and uh, his husband are doing great. <laughs> oh, alright. Oh, so he was so he was so devastated by the breakup that he turned him. Uh, I would hope that's not the case, but who knows? Uh, well, if it, well, if it, even if it was, at least he's happy now. Yeah, that's that's all that fucking matters. But uh, so, um, we would get on. We both loved Teen Titans, and that's this was around the time I started getting into video games, and so like X Play and Attack of the Show and stuff like that on G Four, and because my dad had had satellite and we had dial up internet in the trailer park. And so we would get on <laughs> cartoonnetwork.com and look at all the teen Titans stuff. And like, uh, 
it was like, I remember that so specifically. And we were comparing <laughs> the animated Teen Titans TV show to the fucking comic books. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> you, um, you know, you've, you've really like shot up a really weird memory for me. That's just like, I'd completely forgotten about it. But I remember when we first got the internet in our house, um, the first I did, I looked up two things. So I looked up something to do with the matrix. Okay. So I tried to play a matrix game. Uh, that I didn't have the hardware to support. And then the, so I went onto the Cartoon Network website and I played a Johnny Bravo fucking coloring in game <laughs> on the Cartoon Network, uh, like a shockwave player. You could color in Johnny Bravo, any color you want. And I made a green Bravo. Oh, nice. Mm, do the monkey with me. Oh my god! So that was so, so weird. Just you saying that just gave me that moment. The first thing I did on the internet, I tried to look at something to do with the Matrix and couldn't. So then I went to Johnny Bravo. Dude, AdultSwim.com. I haven't looked at AdultSwim.com in forever. <sighs> By the way, I'm just going to say I love the energy of you saying .com after the, the URL. Oh my god. We're on uh, adultswim.com, uh, facebook.com. I think it's so funny to say Facebook's become so ubiquitous that we just call it Facebook. Yeah. But isn't it, isn't it so funny to just call it Facebook? Yeah. .com. <laughs> call it what it is. Oh, yeah, last night I, I spent a few hours on facebook.com. Mm-hmm. I checked out the uh, and uh, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I love Farmville. <laughs> God, oh my God, China, Illinois. <gasps> I haven't thought about that show in forever. I this is yeah, if we have any young listeners, I'm guessing that we don't have that many listeners that much younger than us, except for like. The Anyone Lila's that's been on the, the podcast, yeah. <laughs> oh well, she admit, freely admits she doesn't listen to the podcast. So <laughs> say what you want. Um, you know, you can always guarantee that no one below a certain age. Uh, if we did, we've we've lost them. Yeah. So what are they talking about? You know, there's some people out there that would be listening to this right now, and they would be like, "We may as well be talking about." Um, like the Ford Model T. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like we're talking about like like programming blocks and all that all that stuff. And that just does not exist anymore. No. I mean it's there, but I mean like come on. Like I don't like I don't have TV like a TV service. No. Anymore. I, like I watch everything on my PlayStation. I have uh an antenna to catch local broadcast just in case of bad weather. That well, is here's it. the thing, but you've got, you've got local TV stations, right? I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So our local TV station is run by the BBC. So I literally go, I can boot up my PlayStation, go onto the BBC iPlayer app 
and not that I'm like, you know, thanks, uh, thanks for supporting the podcast, BBC. Uh, all I gotta do is uh, hop on my PS4 and open the BBC iPlayer app, and everything's at my <laughs> fingertips. No, um, uh, um, but there's nothing regional to me unless it's the six o'clock news, and then there's a segment where it's like, here's the news where you are. Mm-hmm. And they, the channel just flips, and it, it's location based. Yeah. So it's the same channel. So you can so BBC is like channel one, BBC one, two. There's a BBC three and a BBC four. But if if they're showing the news or anything that's going to be of local interest, it, you watch the six o'clock news, and it's like channel one where I am is going to show the West Midlands news, and. It just changes based on location. Yeah, which is, I think that's a pretty wild concept. When I'm hearing that, wouldn't it be so nice to just have a local station? I wish I had a local station. Yeah, it. Well, so we've got because most of our TV is is decentralized. Um, right. So we've got like a handful of like nonprofit channels and and, and stuff like that, but we have a couple locals and they broadcast up to about 60 miles away. That's all they can get to, but it's, you have to have a special antenna that you screw into your TV and face it the right direction to pick up the signal. Um, or you have to pay for cable or satellite service. So like I bought a $60 antenna and that's how I got the news outside of my phone. Like if, you know, I didn't pay my phone bill, my cell got shut off. That was how I knew what the weather was outside without going outside. Or like, you know, if I wanted to watch one show and it was available for free, if you had an antenna, like I'd have to stand and hold the antenna against the window a specific way to receive the channel. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, proper like yeah, rabbit ears shit. Yeah, I mean, we still sell at at my old job. They still sell rabbit ears. You know, I mean, I, I we don't do that anymore. Yeah. I haven't seen that in so long because you buy the TV and then the TV's got it just ready to go. Mm. It's, it's just, it's wild. Like I, it's definitely, um, like learning, like some of these things have just been kind of crazy to like learn about and and deal with because there's so many people who are just like, Oh, an antenna. And then the internet goes out and they're like, what the fuck do I do? And I'm like, well, you can pick up a book or I can screw that antenna that you were making fun of into the TV and you can get the free channels. And they're just like, holy fuck. Like, it's not that crazy. Like, (laughs) it wasn't that long ago that that was the norm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. And and even people like, you know, we remember that shit, Mm -hmm. but... Like, even, you know, I turn into a giant baby. I'm like, oh, looks like I've got to get a DVD on. Right. Uh, which, I, you know, I surprisingly have a lot of. I, I'm like a bit of a hoarder. Same. 
and maybe I'll, you know, we'll put it on the Patreon. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do, we can do a little segment for the Patreon where we do like, we'll do, we'll give you a tour of our rooms, like, mm-hmm. but I've got literally on the wall adjacent to where I'm sitting now is, it's literally an entertainment wall. So my TV is in there. Mm-hmm. I've got a VHS player, uh, my PlayStation, a Nintendo Switch, uh, DVDs, books, and then at the bottom, vinyl records. <laughs> uh, but like the fact, uh, and under my bed, I've got hundreds of VHSs, like just so many. Nice. Well, and then, like I've never thrown out my VHS collection. I I don't have my VHSs anymore. I don't think, unless my mom has them in a tote somewhere at home. But I have. A, a huge shelf full of DVDs and CDs and and stuff like that, and I have a small vinyl collection. Um, but I mean, my movie collection is is rather vast, and those Blu-rays of Batman are still in the trunk of my car. No, no, what? <laughs> They're still in the trunk of my car. How long ago did we talk about that? Was that that wasn't even this season? <laughs> that wasn't even this season. I know they're still in the trunk of my car. Yeah, look, come on! But, you gotta be watching some. You gotta be watching some Batman. I mean, I would love to if I had time. Well, and that's. Oh come on! You could watch. You could watch a Batman. I mean, what, what we're gonna have to do so so if ginger wants, wants to watch a movie we're gonna have to like put up a charity incentive to watch it together it, it basically turns into like a discord watch party if i want to watch a movie like is what it ends up turning into because it's like cool i'm so, still able to do something productive while watching a movie with my community let's fucking go terrible. Couldn't imagine, couldn't imagine a world where I don't watch movies at least like four times a week. I just, I don't, I don't get to like. There's always so much going on, and it's just like, well, fuck, like. <laughs> Which, um, speaking of Batman, though, I I rewatched the Batman. Oh yeah. Because uh, obviously I saw it in the theater when it came out, mm-hmm. and then uh, just became available to watch and and here's what you know ever since i've got a disney plus subscription off of uh mrs knowledge's brother mm-hmm. i've been getting stoned and watching marvel movies just to eat a slice of humble pie right and what i will say and i've now i've now watched like all of them okay um which Helps when you're stoned, so I get high and will watch like Marvel movies. But what I will say, what a breath of fresh air it was in the plethora of all these superhero movies with the same vibe, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, not the same vibe, but similar vibes, and you know, all having having to have that continuity. I think I said on the last episode, like about saying it's like a wrestling fucking like if someone told WWE that money was no object that's what they come up with Uh, it was such a breath of fresh air to watch that movie but I got high and watched the Batman 
And uh, I couldn't get out of my head that in this gritty real world they created, I found it really strange that there was a guy dressed like that. Isn't <laughs> 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 like, it so weird that there's just a guy walking around in like rooms talking to people, like looking at crime scenes, and he's like got these fucking like he, he looks like um, you know he's heavily into like fetish stuff. All right. But that's just him. I find it so weird. But well, what a great movie. Love the Batman. Dude, it Love was so Batman. good. I can't wait to watch it again. Like, because it's... Couldn't believe, uh, uh, you know, and here's serving suggestions for... Uh, have a little joint and watch it. It's fucking, like... There's so many bright lights in that movie. Dude, I The cinematography is insane. My favorite scene is still that scene where he comes out of the elevator after turning off the power. That is still my favorite scene from that movie. And everybody shits on on DC. Everybody. But I will say, out of all of the DC movies I've seen, that is by far my favorite. And everybody said that Uh, Rob Pat couldn't do it because of his Twilight days. But I'll fucking tell you what, I think he did a goddamn good job. You know, know, yeah, I think so as well. However, you know... Stone Druid found it all a little bit strange. Um, And, you know, that's not, you know, that's not me giving it a serious critique. Um, I was always really sceptical about the whole thing. They're saying that they tried to make him like Kurt Cobain. I was like, no, you're not. And then I realized, uh, you know, the theme tune uh, is built on those two notes. There's... Every time that music, it's the same notes. Yes. There's something in the way, and it plays all the way through. I was like, I noticed that, and I was like, holy shit, that's, that's amazing. Right. That's amazing. And, and it, it's like, there's something in the way, it's like, it's like interpreting the lyrics in a way where it's like it fits the character, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but then it, it, you hear those notes, it's still there. There's still something in the way for him. But he, you hear it triumphantly when he's won. Right. But it's still those same notes because he's, like, tortured to the point where he has to do this. Yeah. I was like, well, bro, that's actually really clever, like, that they use that in that way. Uh, did, I did I find it? I did find it. You know, that's my one criticism. No movie's perfect. Nothing's perfect, right. you know. And if you, if you go to college, it's, like, one of the first things that if you do, especially if you do, like comparative study or literature or film study what what they what they be, you know we all go around and say oh that's a perfect piece of media that's a perfect thing uh your college professor will quickly tell you nothing is perfect and then once you look at the world in that way there's no unseeing the fact that everything has flaws right but that's what makes shit interesting uh my one take from that film is just i just find it so strange in that world and no scene was it more apparent and it's such a great scene so I almost feel bad saying it because it's so good. But Stone Druid is different to uh, non-Stone Druid, if you can believe it. I'm not stoned right now. Um, <laughs> and Stone Druid was watching him go through the Penguins Club mm-hmm. while people were dancing, and he was dressed like that. And I was like, it's so weird <laughs> that he's dressed like that. Right. It is so weird. Well, and the one thing I will say is I think that the they said it that way like i understand like yeah no that's fucking weird 
Like straight it's up, that's so fucking weird. weird. It is so weird, and, but they address it in universe. They like, hey, you're a freak, but it's like right. still not. It's like it's still not enough, guys. It's so weird. Well, he's got the little pointy ears. It almost, for me, sets how weird that entire world is. What? Because you know, yeah, you, you have your your Batman. And he's not some hero vigilante. Like, it's not treated that same way. And, like, he he's not a, a vigilante that all the cops, you know, like. They said it that he's a fucking weirdo, but people know who the fuck he is when, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he comes up on the scene. When so, push comes to shove, it's like, oh, he's the only guy that can get this job done. Right. So, I... I don't, like, in watching in the context of the movie, I'm less like, bro, this is just super fucking weird. And it's more just like, yeah, no, this is weird. But no, I get it's, why it's, they're not reacting that way. Totally. It's, totally, it's, it's actually kind of cool, but, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of, it's cool. It, like, I'm not saying it's not cool, because right. it definitely is. But, um, you know, it's funny saying you've got your Batman. And actually, my Batman, the first Batman that I ever, like, really fucking... Well, I've always been a Batman freak mm -hmm. since I was a, a child. It was the one that always resonated with me. But, of course, I grew up with the animated series. Uh... And I thought the vibe of this movie is the closest to the animated series out of any of them. See, I never watch a lot of Batman the Animated Series. Or Batman I mean, Beyond or anything like that. I watch... Yeah, so I, I watch that religiously and I've got... Batman Beyond on VHS and everything. <laughs> I didn't. Crazy. I watched. Um, it was probably because I I remember being a little kid and watching um, the Adam West Batman. I, I definitely yeah, remember yeah. that. I did, and and you know when you're a kid and you just don't see how fucking ridiculous it is, <laughs> right? But I remember that I saw Jim Carrey's Riddler as a kid. But yeah. then it was Clooney. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my exposure to Batman as a kid. So when I'm in high school and The Dark Knight comes out, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, fine. And I watched it in my in one of my college classes, just filling up time as I was waiting for stuff to compile. And somebody had given it to me on a flash drive. And so I popped it in the computer and I watched it. And it was like, this is fucking dark. And then I started looking into and realizing that Batman's fucking dark as shit. Yeah, but no one does it better than the animated series. I mean, like, that was, like, how I got introduced to Batman was the... Adam West and the animated series were the two. Mm -hmm. And then Batman Forever was the one that was, like, current. Right. But I'd watched all of them. And I think, I remember I actually had, like, a movie theater birthday party to go and watch the Clooney one. Oh wow <laughs> yeah so that you know that dates me i guess no well and i really so in my college years discovered the animated batman like one-offs like red hood and killing joke oh, and stuff like yeah. that and I love, and so I look deeper into the Raj Al Ghul and Talia Al Ghul, like, and, you know, 
Red Hood and Hamill's Joker, like the darker Batman stuff. I love it. Do you, do you know? And do you know what was the great thing that happened in uh, my young adult life was fucking being a kid that was into the animated series, and then the Rocksteady games came out. And they had the same voice actors. Oh, holy shit! I blew. I was like in heaven, man. Well, it the first time I watched Batman Under the Red Hood, I was hearing voices I was very familiar with, but I couldn't figure out why. And realizing that Mark Hamill played the Joker, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, like. Learning those things, like, and it made me fall in love with it even more. And so now for me, Red Hood is one of my favorites because I love the Red Hood story. Yeah. Like, everybody's just like, oh, no, you just like it. because No, it's like, no, I like the fucking story. Like, there's something about the Red Hood story that I'm just like, oh, that's so fucking tragic, but it's so fucking good. So here's one for you. Speaking about recognizing voices and talking about the Batman animated series, there was an episode called The Grey Ghost. Okay. Where the Grey Ghost was um, in that universe, the Grey Ghost was a TV show from the 60s with a superhero in it called The Grey Ghost. Uh-huh. Played none other by Adam West. Are you serious? Yeah. So there's an episode of Batman the animated series where. Adam West plays like an out of work fucking TV superhero that helps Batman solve a crime. And it's absolutely fantastic. Holy shit. Dude, Adam West is like, he plays such a character. He played such a caricature of himself on family guy, but that's a testament to fucking Adam West as a person. He played fucking Batman uh, the you know the golden okay. age of Batman. Yeah. Well, have you, did you hear about that movie? He and Burt Ward uh, did a movie called Return to the Cave. Oh God. Where they both return to the. Um, I'm gonna have to look up some details about this. Uh, so I, I think it's called Return to the Cave. Um. Return to the Batcave, The Misadventures of Adam and Burt. So it's a 2003 American made-for-TV biographical action comedy film based on the 1966-68 to 68 Batman television series, wow. which features the original stars Adam West and Burt Ward as themselves, with Jack Brewer and John, Jason Marston portraying the young one, the young versions of them. Uh, in flashbacks, and the premise of the film is that Adam West prote- prepares to attend. I'm reading off Wikipedia, by the way. <laughs> a gala-style charity event targeted towards orphans, featuring a variety of classic cars, including the original Batmobile from Batman. Adam's butler Jerry <laughs> arranges <laughs> the, arranges the event and reunites Adam with his former former co-star Burt Ward. While at the gala, Adam reveals to Bert that he had kept the key to the original Batmobile during the show's original run. As he showcases the key, the lights mysteriously go out, and when they turn back on, both Adam's key and the Batmobile itself are gone. 
Asking after a valet, Adam discovers the thief had been asking for directions towards Arizona, and the the duo go after the guy that stole the back car. Oh my god, that's so good! Oh my so, god, guys, watch that now. I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> well, and that's that's the thing is Batman has such a fucking rich history of stuff like that, like. <sighs> I know people who absolutely hate the Adam West Batman. Uh, fucking, how about you get a personality transplant, guys? I'm like, really? Because fucking, it's, it's like hating your grandma yeah. when she's just made you pecan pie. It just Adam West did such a phenomenal job of playing Batman, and one of the things that I absolutely love about his Batman is the fact that he wasn't some ripped, muscly Batman. He had a fucking dad bod. So, do do you know about the the behind-the-scenes shit? No. So, okay. I've got a news story up here. So, uh, Burt Ward did uh, a... you know who played Robin yeah. in that series? He did. He wrote a book about his time. You know his life. He, he wrote a biography, right? And it basically reveals that they were top sexers, man. Really? So here's the holy sex party, Batman. Oh my god! <laughs> Batman legend Adam West led a secret life of sex and booze, sleeping with up to eight women a night. Holy shit! Cape, Cru- Cape Crusader star was quote unquote a sexual vampire behind the mask and turned to alcohol when the show was asked. Oh, sorry to hear that. Oh. But um, so what was it? There's there's a hilarious soundbite from that time. Oh, so Burt Ward says uh, because of the physical limitations of the costume, you had to have quickies. Oh, so they were wow. they were fucking in the in the costumes. Wow. Um, he had an awful lot of women as well as dates with fellow stars. Um, West explained, Bert and I were like kids in a candy store. It was the swinging sixties with free love, and women threw themselves at us. I remember one night with eight different women. Orgy is a harsh word, but it was eight at one time. I had I'd have. Young female co-stars in my dressing room at 7.45 in the morning. Oh, my God. In fact, Wes did once turn up at what he did describe as an orgy. So eight people wasn't enough, but so I'd love to know. So Wes did once turn up at what he described as an orgy in Hollywood with Frank Gorshin, who played the Batman Badly the Riddler. They were thrown out for behaving like their TV alter egos. That is so good. We walked in and it was an orgy. So I immediately went into the Batman character and Frank went into the Riddler character because we were getting the big giggles. Oh my God. We were expelled from the orgy. That's the direct quote from Adam West. (laughs) Oh my God. You want to know what's really funny is... I I love documentaries and this that's something that I think people have come to realize and understand. Um 
But looking at Adam West in his Batman costume, like I said, he got a little bit of a dad bod. But I watched a documentary about Marilyn Monroe, and they talk in that about, like, body types and shapes and stuff. Dude, Adam West was a hunk back then. And he was not some rippling fucking you know, 12 pack. Like he was, he was, it's what he looked like. And women in like the modeling industry and stuff were the same way. Things have changed so fucking much. Well, you know, it just goes to show that everything is like, you know, we, everything is made up. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, the ancient Greeks, right? Favored a small penis. Yeah. And plump women. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a world you want to live in, guys? Bitch. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, it's, it's just a standard, isn't it? It's a society thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is what people... People love like, sucking the dick of the, uh, the limitations of... Uh, their own worldviews and right. don't see the beauty in everything. Yeah, fat is beautiful, goddammit. And that's I'm on, I'm not saying that just because I'm getting fat now. <laughs> it's just it's it's fucking it's it's just it's wild how much has changed over time. I mean, look look at the nineteen sixties. You're Burt Ward. You're like eighteen years old, going out there with Adam West, mm-hmm. um, conquering the sexual battlefield together in costume, in character, even. Which I can't right. believe the, that revelation. Like, and, and then imagine, uh, gee whiz, Batman, we found ourselves in an orgy. Hold on a second, old chum. <laughs> this isn't an orgy. There's only eight people here. This is just dessert. <laughs> it, I didn't realize how tall he was. He was 6'2", or 1.88 meters. He was 6 foot 2 inches tall. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving us the meter. You're welcome. Hello. It was in front of my I, face, like so I couldn't Like he's not. a fucking swimming pool? Well, you know. It just, it fucking, it blows my mind, like, how much some of that shit has changed. I love it, though. Yeah, fucking variety is the spice of life, right? Facts. Um, Well, we've been, (laughs) we've tangented for quite a while. Uh, Just down the multiple rabbit holes that listeners of this podcast have come to expect. Uh... listener questions yeah and i'm gonna use this opportunity to say again just because we're here if you're listening and you're not in the discord server please find us on um link tr.ee forward slash ginger talks and you will be able to on our website find a way to contact us to give us your questions because we want to hear from everybody Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, submit 
questions, uh, you know, if you know someone who you think would be a good guest, like just anything. We have like the listener base has grown so much, but we know so little about what anyone actually thinks about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. If anyone's, we don't know what your habits are listening to the podcast. Right. You know, maybe we're getting you through your day at work. Like we, we just want to know, man. And like, and, Yo, if someone gets in touch with me from the podcast and they just want to hang out and talk for a bit, like I'm up for that. Yeah, you know, it's that's the thing is this podcast wouldn't be anything without the community. And honestly, I don't think we <laughs> we kind of realized what the podcast would become as we've continued to do it. Well, we, we didn't even know if it would take or if we would continue. Right. So, I mean, like, so, you know, long story short, we could, we could, we got to be careful because we, we tend to end up talking about this for about an hour. Right. No, no, no. So, but yeah, so please get in touch. Yes. Um, honestly, honestly, even if it, you know, uh, you can say, uh, you're a shithead druid, like, uh, Ginger <laughs> should do it with somebody else. And like, or, 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 you know, you could say like, uh, "I, uh, hey buddy, I don't like what you said there." Or it, it doesn't matter. Or you could say like, "Oh, you got me through a day at work. You did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what you said there." I don't care how insignificant or weird you think it is. Just get in touch. Like we, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, and it's not like we've got a segment with a live fucking red out mailbag on the- <laughs> <laughs> right. you know so like you know we're encouraging you actively please get involved we in this podcast the the whole soul and heart of it is that it's it's about it isn't about us two here even though it has been for the last however long uh, this episode ends up being uh, it's about you guys so get involved it's a community we have to change the way we look at media. Get involved. Get involved. Get involved, and that's uh, that's the end of the chapter. Yes, Pilgrim. <laughs> uh, so we have a handful of of uh, listener submitted questions, and uh, so we will go to our wonderful patron ADHD toasters question first, because you know. You, you sign up for the $7 Patreon tier and you get to be in the priority questions, uh, priority order of uh, questions. So Toast gives us, uh, I, I'm curious of this one. I've been thinking about it for a while. If you could oh, clone wow. yourself, would you? And how many would you make? Whoa, okay. Uh, if I could clone myself, would I? No. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There's enough of me. <laughs> One's enough. Do you not think? <laughs> right. Imagine if there was fucking two of us on that right now. Oh, Don't we get a like a word in edgeways? <laughs> like, it, it, honest to God, like there cannot be more than one of this guy out there because, um, not to have delusions of grandeur or anything, but just like. Come on, like what? Just, just um, I like I, I, I have this like existential conundrum all the time, and I have it right after recording the podcast quite frequently. Oh, and 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 in everything I ever do, 
um, because I'm a bit of a a go hard or go home Gary over here, mm-hmm. and uh, I and I think like I'm just I have the not 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 always, but I have the proclivity sometimes to be able to to, to, to just be a little bit like full on. So imagine if there's two of me. And that's just one clone, right? So I've cloned myself once and there's two of me. And imagine from my perspective, like philosophically, when when I'm in my own head, I have that level of doubt about like how much I'm putting out there, what I'm doing, mm-hmm. to then also have to see it happen in front of me. Yeah. You know, as in third person, I think I would, you know, and I don't think I'm alone in this. I think if I were to meet myself, I don't think I would necessarily think I was the best guy in the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I, I think we all feel that way about ourselves. You know, I, I, on the opposite side of that, you know, give me a hundred Druid knowledges and uh, let's change the world <laughs> with like a, with a, like a call in music festival. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, um, who's who's playing? Um, who's playing Druid Druid Fest? <laughs> so first up, we've got Druid, and then, and then after that, we've got Druid, and then on and then the after, side stage, we have Druid. <laughs> yeah, and then headlining Alex Cameron, <laughs> and uh, and and Marvin Cease. <laughs> He 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 had to come out and sing, but his mouth was a little bit full. I mean, yeah. Clarence Carter would take care of the singing for him. Yeah, because <laughs> he's just going Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. He's like he's a <laughs> like he's some kind of like d- d- disgusting sexual Pokemon. <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, it's a, Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. He's evolving. <laughs> uh, it's. <laughs> Sorry, there was a master ball joke in there, but I, 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 I lost it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I get that because I I don't. A part of me is just like, yes, give me one or two clones of myself to get just everything done so that I can relax a little. Yeah, well, well, so you you your response to this question is like. It's a therapy exercise where, like, I'll pull the rug from under you and go, like, well, actually, see, you do once worthless. <laughs> but then I also know that my clones would think the same way that I would and go, but then I could fill that time with doing X, Y, and Z. And so it trip doubles or triples the amount of shit that I'm trying to put out. I do I do think it would be fun to have a clone of myself to have as a guest on the podcast where we could ask him questions. <laughs> yeah. You know? I... Uh, but that's not enough to warrant a clone. Yeah, I like I think the the dream answer would be yes, because then I would work <laughs> a little less and enjoy life. But the real answer is I don't think so. Because there's already one of me. And then my little sister is a lot like me. So it's like having one and a half of me. Uh, <laughs> that's bad. Oh, 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 she's the half. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's brother listens to the podcast now. 
I don't I, sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalry. Like you've you've alluded him, you've alluded to him being the favourite so many times since he started like giving us critiques. Uh, incorrect. I don't allude to him being the favorite uh i don't think I'm just, I'm any just of us are the favorite now that i think about it oh my god no I, no i don't mean like your parents like he's your favorite oh though. no I, they know that i love them all in different ways but very equally mm. um what a cop out facts uh <laughs> yeah well you could if you had a clone you could have like you could have your favorite and then the clone could have their favorite. <laughs> See, I don't have siblings. That's why I'm like toying with the fabric of their like f- family relationships. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could actually have a, I, I, I tell you what, if, if I had clones, the first thing I do is uh, the, the matrix reloaded do that like the agent smith scene where he's like <laughs> me me as well me too yeah. and then if i could like thanos snap them out of existence there that'd be great because <laughs> i don't want to hear any more from them like <laughs> you know I, I i hear enough from myself and you know obviously a very outspoken guy you don't need to admit <laughs> you don't you don't you don't you don't i don't want it you don't want it <laughs> So I mean that's that's an intriguing question. Um, that might be I mean, one like, that. I yeah, think. like a, that you ask again. Yeah. But you know, let's say the answer is yes. So let's say if you had clones, what would you do with them? So what would you do if you had like an army of ginger snaps? Like, oh, like yeah. seriously, you've got an army of like just use all fighting for the same goal. If you say raise money for charity, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> like, a, like a fucking, like a, like a virtue signal crocodile. I mean, are we allowed to say virtue, virtue signaling or was it co-opted by the alt-right? I don't know. Honestly. I don't think I even know what it means. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that people say it. Uh, well, I, I know what virtue means. I know what signaling is. Right. But if you're virtue signaling, surely you're just saying what you think about any given topic. So it's just saying something. Yeah, I, I would guess. I don't. I don't know. But I'll, I'll, I'll ask one of the clones. Yes. Don't worry. I honestly, I would try to divvy up the the workload that I have put on myself. So that literally every clone also has the opportunity to relax and like just fucking be a little bit like that would be the that would be the dream and the goal. However, I do know myself. (laughs) Yeah, but I am but I am hearing this and I'm like, yo, you don't realize how like what I'm what you're saying here is just like so starkly just fucking you're like you, you, if I had a cloner I would allow them to be in a way that I can't currently do mm-hmm. so come on Ginger stop just put down the fucking <laughs> notepad whatever it is close the Adobe file uh, 
never. This is why this is why she loves doing the podcast because it's still work, but it's also just like fucking like water cool, what like water cooler talk <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> kind of yeah, um, you know. Um, I, yeah, I have been taking like I took an entire evening and didn't touch my computer at all last week. Like, yeah, I, and, and then that, that's when it starts turning on and going, Hey babe, but it's my birthday. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank God. No, it's, it's my birthday. <laughs> but I also like, I'm, I have been working really hard on finding that balance. I'm not, sitting in people's streams as much i'm doing more things for me i'm not like okay well i'm done with this i'm gonna go do x y and z for because i have to get it done it's like i haven't uploaded to my youtube channel in weeks because i haven't had time so i'm not going to stress myself out to put out something that i'm not going to enjoy doing so i'm not doing it so I'm, I'm, I'm making a mandate here um, that when you come here, I'm going to plan a load of activities that are going to happen outside <laughs> for you. And that's not a diss. I'm, I'm going to like take you to like castles and shit. Uh, see, and I would love that because I want to experience that. Yeah, because like you know, we're going like an hour away from here. All of a sudden, the suburbs turn to like the no burbs, and then like there's just a castle falling right. apart in the corner. So I'm gonna like that's my that's my pledge to you is that I'll give you the experience of having uh, like five or six clones, except <laughs> it will just be it, you didn't have to go through the effort of working out how to do it. Well, and I have talked to at least you privately about this. I think, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but when people go to like concerts and shows and they put half of the show on Snapchat. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah. I can't stand I that. that. Like, but, but I, I've got, I've got something funny to announce to you. I, I don't, I, well, I've, I've told you privately, but not on the podcast. I think we went to See, we got we got like a friend of ours works security at uh, the local arena. Mm. It's about ten minutes away from here, and Tool were playing, and we got to go and see Tool for um, so three pounds fifty, which I think oh. the equivalent there is about five dollars. And Doctor Agan, friend of the podcast and past guest, Doctor Agan, uh, came with us, and he got a text off his uh, fiance about oh, just saying like the oh. Uh, our son is asleep and tool have a policy that you can't film the shows and dr Hagen's eyesight so bad they had to read the text message away from his face so it looked like he was filming and he got kicked out of the show oh no oh god well and that's so i went to see that that youtuber show oh so we might have yeah. talked about this on the podcast because i i've talked about the show but he gives you five or 10 minutes in the very beginning, take all your pictures, do all your stuff and then put your fucking phone away. And yeah, yeah, there are 100%. venues that you go to that Wi-Fi lock your devices in a bag that you hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I'm all for that. Yes. You experience know, what's in front of you. 
Yeah, yeah. Life's life's only coming at you for a short amount of time. Yeah. Let's not put a cat. Let's not put a cat filter on Elton John. Well, <laughs> and like, I get taking some photos and some memories and some mementos. Yes, absolutely. But if you have a segment of every single song from an artist that you went to go see their concert, like, dude, <laughs> you've heard the songs yeah. a million times. <laughs> And, and here's another one. Uh, if you're not posting online and taking the footage just to keep, how many times are you watching that? Maximum twice. Right. It's like when you're when you're on vacation and you take photos of scenery mm-hmm. with, without people in it, and you're like, how often are you looking at that? Like, right. You know, a piece of history right there, or whatever the fuck it is. Hey, that gorge mm-hmm. that you could just Google. Like a right. better picture of, like um, you're just not looking at those. You're not looking at it. So fucking stop. Yeah. It's... If if I could clone anyone, it would not be myself. It'd be Danny Trejo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I can get like a hundred tacos. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that'd be cool. Who's my grandma's barbacoas meal? Like, I'm like, uh, uh, I don't eat meat. Danny Trejo. He's like, oh no, you'll enjoy. You'll enjoy. <laughs> so. I have a, a question that I want to, I want to get to. So we were, we were given a, a handful of questions, but because we've gone on for so long, we we're only going to do a couple more. Yeah. Um, from real Andy to seal. Oh no. Your podcast partner has been kidnapped. What particular set of skills will make you a nightmare for the people like the kidnappers? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so we got so our own skills. Yes. Uh, not 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 what skills I think that you would use to escape. <laughs> which I'd much prefer that that could happen so I could just stay at home. Um, <laughs> um first and foremost, I'd use my power of persuasion to uh, get Ginger to get herself out. Um uh, oh gosh, what would I use? I, I think I'm a smooth talker to to a degree. Mm-hmm. So I think I would be able to James bomb my way past at least like half of the guards, only the males. <laughs> and with the female guards, I'd just uh, use my powers of uh, avoiding. <laughs> <laughs> use my powers of mummy issues to make them cuddle Ooh. me. Into the, uh, <laughs> I don't have mummy issues. <laughs> Mama tried. Um, so I think I'd be able to talk my way into the into the base. So I, I'd be like dressed as like uh, I'm guessing they're Nazis if they're Captain Ginger. Uh, so dressed as a Nazi guard. So I just find time that you must let this prisoner out. <laughs> I assume they're Nazis if they're kidnapping <laughs> Ginger. <laughs> yeah, they've got to be the worst, haven't they? <laughs> it's like Wolfenstein. <laughs> Instead of capture the flag, it's capture the ginger. Uh, yeah, do a little, throw a little bit of the old Einstein down magic, <laughs> and I'll get them out of there. Oh, I love it. I get them out of there before uh, mid- midday sausage. <laughs> uh, 
as oh god, we've we've got one German listener. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Not anymore. Right. Uh, I love that everybody assumes that I can get myself out of a situation like that. Everybody just kind of like runs under the assumption that. <laughs> yeah, like she'll she'll sort she'll hook it up. It's fine. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I can. I use my power of staying at home. <laughs> oh wow! No. Oh come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've just said I'll I'll dress as a Nazi, <laughs> right? Yeah, and like, and, and not care about the social media implications of that photo getting out. I mean, fair. I was like, I was trying to, I was trying to get my podcast partner out of a real tough. Uh, Tough, tough situation. They're like, they weren't Nazis, Druid. You just assume they were. <laughs> I'm like, well, why did I wear that fucking armband then? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking. So yeah, I'm using my, I'm using my powers of uh, being an imbecile to answer this question. <laughs> I. I mean. I'm one of those people that, like, I have the capacity to be really mean if I want to be. So, <laughs> I, like, because here's the thing, is yes, well, I So, can what, be, are you going gonna to swirly them or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> I can be very physically aggressive and physically, like, scary if I need to be. That's, that's mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm of larger in stature woman <laughs> it's just it comes with the yeah. territory but yeah. my like that thing that i do when i get pissed off about something or like if someone's trying to throw a quick jab at me and i'm like not today motherfucker how about i pinpoint all of your insecurities without even fucking knowing you and i slap the shit out of you at the same time like yeah. oh. so you you use your powers of doing a samuel l jackson impersonation and uh, pretty much <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> like can believe it i i there's a few people who have seen it. And in my very early days of Twitch, I used to get real, real fucking like, if someone came in and was trying to be a dick bag to me, I fucking ripped them apart so hard. And then like, I would not move on. I'd sit there and stew. And a lot of that has worked its way out of me, but I still like that sits under the surface and I get fucking gay petty where we don't let shit go. <laughs> so. Well, it's funny because it echoes the conversation. I feel that I helped you out of that. It just purely because I remember there was one time you were fizzing with anger and I, I, I like the constant mediator that I am was just, I was just like, remember you're giving them what they want. <laughs> like that's my, that's my thing. And like, you're giving them what they want. Mm-hmm. Just ignore them. Um, and then they have a handshake later over some yerba mate. <laughs> well, because the middle school me, I was in probably seventh grade, and my middle school was shaped in a U. Uh, so it had a really long hallway, and that's where all of the the classrooms were. And then it turned, 
And it was like the library and the cafeteria and the gymnasium. And then you got to the end of the hall and it turned again and the auditorium and the art room and like the wood shop and a couple other little things were there. I chased so a kid. In short, you, in short, you really turned heads during like Orient's hearing. Oh, I, so seventh grade. Because like the, you, it's such a good map of the school. Uh, yeah. I, well, I remember it because I, uh, if you, the, the, this story, I chased a kid from one end of the school to the other. And when we got to the door that led outside to the playground, he stopped because it had been snowing. He made some comment. And I threw my binder and all my papers went spewing all over the hall. And he fucking took off thinking he was some track star. I chased him screaming at him. And I chased him around the school and he got to that door and he refused to go outside. And the band director came out of the auditorium. What is going on out here? And I had my fist raised. I was ready to deck this kid. Yeah. And like, I would just real snap to anger. I'm not like that anymore. It takes a lot to get me to that point, but I know that capacity is still there. <laughs> so, yeah. So you'll, you'll wake the, the sleeping lion. Mm -hmm. you You would just fucking kill them. I would. Oh, with, with I your was. high school rage. Oh dude, it was yeah. bad. <laughs> so you're going to like kill them with a protractor. I mean, listen, those things were pointy on the ends, man. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but like, now as an adult, I'm like, holy fuck, kid, calm the hell down. What was the matter with you? Like, and the school didn't call yeah. my parents because parent-teacher conferences were that weak. Right, right, right. So they're like, we'll get that fucker later. Yeah. <laughs> and... It ended up in high school. We're gonna make school. her sweat. <laughs> well, it ended up in high school. That kid was just like, "Hey, I'm sorry for being so mean to you in middle school," and yeah. I was like, "Eh, whatever, dude." And uh, he's like, "Were you really gonna beat my ass in the hallway?" And I said, "Absolutely." And he goes, "You were terrifying. I did not expect you to be able to run that fast." And I'm like, "Eh." <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> there's an echo in the Dr. Ragan story so well. Right. But, I mean, I haven't seen him, God, since we graduated. But, like, people don't expect me to be able to move as quickly as I can because I'm a bigger woman. But, nah, I'm, I'm full of all <laughs> sorts of surprises. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. What a vivid image. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny you say that about anger. Like, I often... Uh, feel that it's a, it's an emotion I don't possess in a normal way, mm -hmm. which makes me a very hard person to get into like an altercation with. But that that's, I realize that my aggression is like much more manipulative and fucking horrible than that, because I'll make you question why you even considered mm -hmm. getting into the tussle in the first place. Yeah. And, it almost Which comes works down to so well in my teaching career, by the way. Oh, I bet. And, you know, that's something super valuable it, 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 to have in your pocket. But to be on the other side of it is, like, fucking terrifying. 
Well, I, I'm the king of. Um, I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. Right. Oh, and trust me. I'll tell I know. you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell. <laughs> so I do this very often to my students. So I'll just be like, I'll tell you why you're an idiot for saying what you've just said to me. Mm-hmm. Instead of react. So instead of shouting, I'll just go. Here's why what you've just said is idiotic. And then these these guys that are meant to be like the fucking biggest gangsters in the manor where they live just look at me and they go like, oh no, he's making me assess my life right now. Right. And I don't feel comfortable doing that. And then they try and do another thing to make me feel angry and I'll just look at them as if to say like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that just like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like just makes them feel like, oh, what am I doing? And that, doubt just sowing that seed of doubt in them is actually probably more harmful than just <laughs> right <laughs> but but um do i get off on it yeah sadly yes <laughs> well but here's the thing is you also use the same anybody who's really good at being the listening ear and the advice giver do the exact same thing just with different it's it's the exact same principle and structure you know i frequently have conversations with people that are about how they talk about themselves to themselves you know yeah i'm just an idiot i'm just you know whatever talking shit on themselves a lot yeah because that's all therapy is right good therapy is turning negative thoughts against themselves rather than making more conflict right and that's exactly that's exactly what you're doing. Just instead of it being negative self talk, it's here's why what you just said to me is dumb. A study, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Here's a PowerPoint presentation, right? Don't worry, there's Chinese food coming. Right, down. We're here all night. Right. Um, here's why you're an idiot. Um, a thesis. Yeah. Knowledge. <laughs> and, and if anyone wants a personalized why well, you're an idiot thesis by Druid Knowledge, please uh, contact my business email. Uh, <laughs> or contact us through link uh, tr.ee forward slash talks. Carry on with the show. So it just, it's like, I mean, I, I absolutely fucking, fucking get that. And because I do the same thing and I try very hard to not use that in a negative way but there are times where i'm just like nah fuck you yeah yeah but isn't the reward of that fuck you so much better when anger's not involved yeah but but what i will say the one pitfall of that like i just don't get angry about anything i don't i don't like i i get i can, I can get like irked and if mm-hmm. you if you you know listen to the podcast will know i get irked by small things constantly and I'm not scared to like share that irksome nature. However, like I don't feel vitriol or anger. I don't feel vitriol or anger towards like ridiculously horrific practices. I just think like what's 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 led people to do that? What's led people to think that? That's weird. Right. And it's how, how can we change that? But but what I will say, and this is the reason I, I'm like pressing on the issue is that what I found is that works in every single facet of my life except for one. And the one facet of my life that it doesn't work in is relationships. 
and I'm not about to say I get angry in relationships. The problem is that, is that I don't get angry. And when someone is angry at me and I'm not able to give them that energy back, I see a whole load of frustration. And I'm not talking about just the relationship I'm in now, although Mrs. Knowledge can get a little bit perturbed when uh, she is just in a bad mood and gets angry at me for no reason. And I just look at her and I go, I understand. And somehow that's the worst thing I could possibly say. <laughs> right. Um, but in every relationship I've ever had, they're like, come on, get angry back at me. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, ain't got, I don't have that emotion. And it's, it's probably going to like lead me to some kind of health issue later in life. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't, I just don't have it. Don't I have mean- it. Don't have that ginger rage. Dude, I recently, in the last probably month and a half, had rage actually build up to the point that I was ready to, like, throw things, like, clenching my hands into fists and just being so frustrated and so angry. And I kept walking away forcing myself to calm down but it never fully calmed down until like a few days later but it was it was very like it it was something I hadn't felt in a long time and you know I've come out of it's been seven months since I stopped smoking cigarettes, seven and a half at this point since I stopped smoking cigarettes and three and a half months without nicotine. And love that. Right. And I have been finding points in my life where I'm like, man, I just want one fucking cigarette right now. Yeah. But that's all it takes. Right. Right. And it's taken everything in my power not to. And so it's because when I used to get frustrated or I get angry, I'd go smoke a cigarette. And now I don't. I don't have right, that. Right, I can't right. do that. So, so I'm just that, like. But that's a, ha- but, 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 but that's, that's a habit. Like, right. that, that's part of the habit. Right. And it's those, it's those moments where it becomes okay. Like, oh, a cigarette's okay in that circumstance right that's how it leads to you just smoking yeah so it's Um, definitely been like and i'm seeing things like that and i'm like holy fuck man like (laughs) i'm glad that i don't i don't have that crutch anymore like i'm I'm i've got i've got a really good fix though for Mm -hmm. it just give it to one of your clones (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean I've done, I think, a really good job of, like, finding alternative ways to have those moments, feel those moments, deal with those moments, and then moving on past them and away from them. Yeah. Yeah, and a healthy way to deal. Anger's a real emotion, and it's a healthy way to deal with that, which is why I'm saying, like, I don't get anger that way, Mm -hmm. which is, like, unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. That's unhealthy. Like I should feel that, but I just, I just do not. Anything yeah. can be happening. I'm a nonchalant, like bag of fucking, like treacle. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. just like, hey, well, 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 we will. That's not healthy. 
Because one day I'm just going to get angry and it's going to be too much. Yeah. So it's. Um, so it, the, the, the long and the short of it is, is that I'm rotting in that cell while you try and figure yourself out. Great. Uh, absolutely not. I will take care of the situation as needed, and then afterwards go. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the it's the it's the it's the weirdest minority report remake you've ever seen. <laughs> do we need to do a shot for shock remake of yeah, minority well, like, report? <laughs> yeah, it's just like where's where's Druid? Where is he? Well, that's, no, sorry, that's that's the Dark Knight. That where is, is he? Where's Druid? Where is he? <laughs> I don't think you want to know where Druid is. I know it sounded like fucking someone completely different. <laughs> So, uh, and uh, you'll just convince me on the ransom phone call to just take care of it myself, and uh, it'll be great. Yeah, so yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, sport, you got this. Listen, I've got to be with Mrs. Knowledge this weekend, and then yeah, uh, me go. and Mrs. Knowledge, <laughs> me and Mrs. Knowledge again, camping in Hastings. So you're on your own. <laughs> No cell service. A, it, Bye. Click. Yeah, it was a it was a slight dig, but I'll take it. <laughs> like, oh, so you don't you don't I don't exist when you're with your girlfriend. Uh, no. Where? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yep, that's right. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. That's the answer that I want to hear most of the time, so it's fine. No, 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 no. of course not. So we'll do one more question and then we'll wrap up because we've been recording for a while. Uh, from ADHD Toaster, what is your go-to sandwich? The Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you don't know about the Earl of Sandwich? No, I'm confused. Okay, okay. Guess what the Earl of Sandwich invented? Uh, I have no fucking idea. Sandwiches. Oh, God. So the Earl of Sandwich, uh, he was a British, um, well, a British Earl, mm-hmm. and it is said that in 1762, John Montgo, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, invented the meal that changed dining forever. As the story goes, he was playing cards and did not want to leave the gaming table to eat. He asked for a serving of roast beef to be placed between two slices of bread so he could eat with his hands. The rest is culinary history. Uh, wow. Yeah. The Earl of Sandwich, inventor of sandwiches. So I'd like to fuck him with another man. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, what was that song, Hot White Come Again? Oh, God. Uh, no, no, no. The Earl of, that's just the, the mayonnaise from the Earl of Sandwich. Oh. Um, well, I'll let you answer this first. Go-to sandwich? Well, my go-to sandwich. I'm a... So, if we're talking, like, lunch meat, uh, I'm a ham and cheese kind of gal. Toasted, not okay. toasted. I'm, I'm pretty pretty chill pretty on Pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, don't eat a lot of sandwiches since I became a vegetarian. I right. eat vegetarian ham on a sandwich. Um Cheese and what's known, cheese and pickle. Have you come across pickle? 
No. Uh, it's a British invention. It's a vinegary mixture of vegetables that you pairs excellently with cheese in what's known as a plain sandwich. Hmm. And there you go. That's uh, that's your history lesson. The Earl of Sandwich, and then taking it forward uh, a couple of centuries towards the Plowmans, where the the plow the guys plowing the fields enjoyed cheese with um, cheese with pickle. And pickle is a, a dark, vinegary vegetable uh, jam, really. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't eat a whole lot of sandwiches. I don't eat bread all that often. No, no, no. I'm not a big bread guy either. I mean, I'm a big pasta person, and I eat a lot of, like, tortilla shells. Because I yeah. eat quesadillas. And, and rice. Oh, rice yeah. I'll have, like, till, you know. But bread, yeah, not uh, not in love with bread, Um uh, yes, yeah, so the sandwich one's a bit weird. Um, so Subway over here, if I was getting a Subway order, Subway over here does vegetarian chicken. I'll have that on the sandwich oh. with uh, like a variety of vegetables. If that's not available, I will just go for the vegetables. It uh, doesn't really matter to me. Uh, not, not the hugest sandwich guy. Um, sorry, that's really... Uh, dissatisfying as it, an answer if it were a subway it's subway jimmy john's any sandwich shop if i can get an italian or a spicy italian yeah yeah hold, i used that was that was my sandwich of choice hold the mayo um hold well, you know I, like i'm i like I'm, a, i like a, a hot sauce on a sandwich i which i don't know if that's unique to me but I don't think that's unique to you. I don't think it's as, as common as like a mayo or a mustard or, or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I like a hot sauce on a sandwich for sure. I the cheese does it all for me. Typically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you need to, you, we're gonna get you a cheese and pickle when you get down here. All right, I'm in. So yeah, I like I. I also haven't been eating a lot of food, so. <laughs> I'm trying to be healthier, so I'm trying to cut down on my fat Midwestern portions and but. eating a healthier variety of food. I'm eating lots of chickens and chicken and like broccoli <laughs> and chickens chickens plural makes you sound like a fox. <laughs> right. I'm eating a lot of chicken and turkey and um, I do have some brats, but I don't eat those uh, very often. Um, but it's a lot of, you know, broccoli and green beans and I'll eat corn sometimes, but then it's like a, like a pasta or a rice. Like I, I eat very, not plainly because I always, you know, flavor it up, but I eat, you know, a lot of the same food. Because it's yeah, cheap yeah. and it's healthier than most of the other things that I really want to eat, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm quite good. I'm I'm okay cooking. Uh, I have the same configuration of vegetables in a variety of different ways, whether it be pasta, rice, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's how it. That's just how it goes. Yeah. So I mean. I do like me a sandwich, though. I will get me a sandwich sometimes. Sometimes, it, sometimes it's the only thing that will do, and I understand that. Uh, mm -hmm. But it was more of a thing I had as a kid. I would have it in my like lunchbox every day. We, sandwich. 
PB and J carrot sticks and apple slices. So we don't we don't have PB and J. Really? So nobody fucking eats that. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and and so yeah, so jelly here is jam as well. So that that mm-hmm. always confused me because like jelly is literally what you would call jello here. So when I used to see on television they were saying PB peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I would think it was jello and think it sounded like the worst thing ever. Yeah. I I don't blame you. Um I uh PB and J is kind of that like it's a staple in a lot of households, but for like if you grew up poor, you had peanut butter and jelly every day. Because yeah. you could get a loaf of bread. Like when I was a kid, it was a loaf of bread for fifty cents and you got a big ass jar of peanut butter and a big ass jar of jelly or jam or whatever. And you could make nine or ten sandwiches for five bucks. And you know if you, you have if you have I'll give that. right, you have two kids and you're giving them carrot sticks and apples and a peanut butter and jelly for lunch. Like you're you're saving so much money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So if we get one thousand listens by mid June, I'll have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the first time. Oh on, shit! On the show. Oh, the shit. So, there you go. It's my pledge to the people. Damn. Because I don't know what that's like. I love peanut butter. I love what you call jelly. I call jam. Preserves. Huh. Yeah. The technical term. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Go on. The gauntlet has been set. Tell your weird friend about the podcast. <laughs> well, I think think that we should probably wrap it up uh druid i've had a a nice time with our our catch-up and the way we fucking just kind of flow to our our conversations and shit i i love it absolutely yeah yeah um you know we've got two really close together of us just talking but sometimes it's nice to just get back to you know get back to the roots this is where it started yeah you know, we're here no matter who the guest is, so it's nice to just get to know each other and, well, well we already know each other, but, right. like, just for you at home to, like, get to know us and in a way that's, like, kind of unfiltered, I guess. Yeah. It's... Um, so, it's, yeah, it's cool. A little bit more open and, you know... Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's no... This, like, <laughs> this isn't saying that we fucking go into detail with the guests in a way that maybe a good interviewer would. But, <laughs> however, you know, there's that weight of expectation we've got to ask about certain things. And, mm. gotta, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it is nice to just get back to uh, an, an excuse for us to just hang out, which yeah. is always great. I absolutely love it. So Always great. Guys, uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, do uh, check out the link tree, uh, which is linktr.ee slash ginger talks. And, you know, 
take a look at the website, hang out with us, um, give us all of the things.